For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Coming in. I Ms. see you. Welcome, everybody, to talk to Legal Deception Community Call. I heard you guys talking. I didn't want to interrupt. And welcome, everybody. I really missed you guys. Sort of a little bit congested <clears throat> because of the weather here. But um, I don't want to interrupt your conversation. Can you? You can proceed. Uh, well, we were just talking about her DVA. Uh, right now, uh, a lot of people are getting those done. But I want to, I want to, I want to say something before we get any further. I'm going to be posting a short video clip tomorrow uh, of a lady that I know in Florida that was recently uh, assaulted by the police uh, down here. And uh, you will get the, the picture of what happens when you obey the law. She had all the proper permits. She had all the proper documentation. She had all the proper forms and everything. And when she showed them to the police, this is what happened to her. Okay? She ended up getting assaulted, dragged to a police car, and taken to a mental institution with all the proper paperwork. They stole all the money that they could find. Okay, and threatened to arrest the people that were working with the kids that were working with her. That video was put on YouTube today, and it will be out there on Legal Deception for you to see tomorrow. It's only about 30 seconds before the police uh, ordered the kids to put the phones away before they took them to jail for filming what that was going on. This is going on everywhere, people. Everywhere. So, you, my advice to you is either get it together. But you might end up getting hurt, right? Because apparently right now, these people, we don't know if they're honoring anything. And I do mean honoring anything. They seem to be honoring the paperwork that we're putting out, all right? Like I said, she had all the state permits, county permits, and city permits. And it didn't matter, all right? Now, back to what we were discussing. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, we're, uh, I would be getting those uh, name changes done, and I would be getting those uh, DBAs done, those birth certificates, uh, and certificate of life authenticated ASAP. Because I got a feeling we're going to need them real shortly here. Mm-hmm. I mean, real shortly. Well, I wanted to tell people that. Before you do your DBAs, I went to the clerk of our county. You know, I want to give it to you. Oh, man. All right, you know what I could do? I could erase some of the letters on them for the DBA. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm wondering if I can create them and then put them up on, on our legal deception. 
Um, the reason why I need to erase something is because I need you to see something. And that is that um, you have to do it a certain way. Um, I'm a clerk, you know, that I'll be, I guess I'll be a clerk until I die, even though I'm not a clerk right now. I'm retired. Well, yeah, and that, you know, and I, I talked to the clerks and, um, you know, I was telling them the problems that people were running into doing the DBA. And, um, uh, basically... When you did your DBA, the police would come in and use another name, like they'll use D.D. Smith or R. Smith. And I tell them, you know, they use these um, abbreviated letters. So they said, well, you got to first create a DBA with your name backwards in all capital letters. And she says, uh, the owner's name um would be like, let me see what it says, because I really don't want to mislead anybody, but um, I have to just erase the number. Like, I'll leave, like, number 9 and number 10 on there, but erase the entire number. But you write your name backwards, you know, like I'd say uh, Doe, Jane, Middle, Dash Middle, right? And then it says the person who registered the name is your name forward. Okay, and I'll have to let us. And then you inside your box, certificate of ownership, you write your name backwards also. Okay, and then uh, you write uh, your signature backwards, and you write the address and the zip code. Okay, and then. Um, Oh, let me see what we did here. I don't want to give it to you the wrong way. Let me see. Because there's two of them. Hold on here. How about you guys? You got to write your name backwards or something. I, I've got to give you both of them. Well, okay, the first one we did, we wrote the, the name as it is on the birth certificate. Okay, that's, that's number one. And that's four words, first, middle, last. Exactly as you see it on the birth certificate. Then... um. I'm trying to look at this and understand what this lady did here. All right. Um, I'm going to give it to you. Because inside the box, it says the name backwards, it's signed backwards, address and zip. Then it says name under which business or professional services will be conducted. It was saying last name, comma, first, middle. And it has the address, okay? And then on the second DBA, they wrote, wrote, name on which the business will be conducted would be your first or the last. That's the one on your birth certificate. And it says, you know, uh, address, zip code, whatever. But inside the box, you put the same information as the last one. Your last, middle, first. I'm looking at both applications. It's going to be the same information as the first one, right? And they told me that the reason why you're going to do this is because if someone, 
you know, remember, we're talking privately here. It's kind of a cop pulls you over or something. You know, they're going to see your last name on there as your business. You know, last, middle, first. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, well, we'll go get her now in her real name, the birth certificate name. But the moment they try to trigger your birth certificate name, they're, they're in trouble. They've just trespassed you because that your name, is the business is about that name. And that belongs to you. So right there, you could start, like, charging them right there. Uh, that'll cost you 10000 Is that an order? Now you're taking orders, but legitimately taking orders, because, but they're not going to do it because they can see it right on the computer that you took control of both names. So we were saying, well, we have a problem where the police come in, they try to use, like, um, oh, we're going to arrest you under, let's just say VTP or B this, you know, with your last name. She says, no. In this county, you are what you wrote on that paper, and you should be returning back anything, anything that they send you. I don't even care if she said they send you a foreclosure and try to alter your name. She says, by law, what you put on that paper is what they have to have on your, your, on their paper or else the paper is defective. She says they know better. The UCC tells you it has to be correct. And so in your box, you type in other as your DBA. Now, you can choose what you want. It says the type of name you have, right? You can put down, um, I, I could, you could say anything, uh, estate, foreign, foreign estate, foreign grantor estate, uh, living estate, whatever you want it to be, but don't choose, see, we chose sole proprietor, but we're going to change it. It was just that we wrote something on there that she said she couldn't accept. So we're gonna make. I'm gonna do mine next week. I'm doing it next week, but I don't have to because I'm already in the computer. It's private, so I know this by accident. You know, the officer is saying, "Hey, you know, I see your name on here, but um, I can't pull your information up because it's private." He goes, "What did you do?" I said, "I can't tell you." So they don't now. I'm talking about these police officers. We're waiting outside my private property. I, I live right here in the front of my gate. I could see everyone that comes in and out. And they would wait outside for my daughter to pull out and harass her and try to arrest her. Now, you know what? They say, vaya con Dios, have a nice life. We don't want to ever see you again. They even asked me, does she even have a driver's license? And I said, uh, yeah, but from another place. He goes, we can't see that either. I go, we're not leasing the name anymore. That's what it is. We're private. And listen, you know why you want to be unincorporated? Because if you incorporate yourself, you're now a corpse. Unincorporated means you're not a corpse. And I looked up the thing and it said a non-entity. Everything else you choose in your life, your DBA, even if you have to type it in privately, 
you know, like privately means make up your own damn paper and file it in there as an unincorporated, right in big letters, unincorporated. <laughs> so um, I couldn't give it to you at first because I had to get permission. You know, like we're private people. And you guys come over here, you'll be, you'll be met with a shotgun if you come up to our house. I'm just saying because it's going to have the address and everything. I'm only doing this to help you. Just don't come to my house because we, we want to have our privacy and stuff, but we'll show you how we did it. Uh, you want to come back from the dead? Well, one of, we might have a special guest tonight. She's going to try to come on. That's why I was a few minutes late. She's going to give you some extra bits and pieces. You know, she's a private American. She's not even allowed to talk to you. Once you're private people, you are the shit when you're done. That means, like, you can't commingle with the public. And that's why I tell you, like, I try to keep my verbiage limited <laughs> because you want to be private too. And you, what you guys are seeking is, like, to get out of the system. And when I talk to people, like, today I talked to a clerk, and they said they're going to have their manager call me. Well, their manager didn't call me. They're not going to call me because they already know what I, I just asked them what I wanted. I said, you're supposed to be paying all those bills. If somebody doesn't own that name, you're the registered agent to be paying all those debts. And I need to set up an account and they just didn't call back, but I'll be calling them tomorrow. Oh. I tell them that because, see, when you're not a private citizen, they call you the debtor, you know, and you're not. You need to relinquish the contract as debtor. See, automatically you're a debtor without your knowledge. Automatically, without your knowledge, you're borrowing that name, and that's what shows in their computers that you're a leasing. You're leasing that name, and it belongs to, <clears throat> it probably belongs to, in most states, the United States, um, um, the, what is that called? The United States Corporation Trust Company or something like that. And I pulled it up one day and I read it to you guys, which was that D00009. How do they do a service of process on you? Well, easy. You're using their name. They're the registered agent. And because they're the registered agents, I told them, you're supposed to be paying that bill. You know why? Because the people cannot pay the debt. We, why would we pay a debt? That we know in the end you don't get your house, you don't get to keep your car, you don't, you don't get anything. Because we don't owe nothing. You own us, how can we pay you, master? That's what you would be telling us. But they're not going to answer that, but you know, it's like I told an attorney general yesterday. You know, when you prevent someone from doing the right thing, you're acting in dishonor. I told her, so all the people need to do then is rescind their contract like I did. And she was like, oh, you rescinded your contract? When did you do this and where did you? I said, I told her where and when. And I said, oh, and I put it in the newspaper for three weeks. You had three weeks to respond to my rescinding of contract. 
and it's already signed and authenticated with a blue backing on it. And then I said, but if you don't answer my questions and do what I ask you to do, I will send you not only notice, I will send you the entire paperwork. So she's working on it. I gave her seven days. And I just said, um, you got seven days to produce the white stone or how to get that white stone. And that's all I want to tell her. I was like, I don't want to go into the details of anything. You know what I'm looking for? And um, that's what you're going to give me. You know, but you really get it, people. You got to do a name change. And you, when you do the name change, you know, you have to then do a deed of conveyance, conveying, conveying um, uh, your birth certificate to you, the old one. Because you see, when you get your name changed, you get a decree by the judge. And he's going to say, I now give you this name that belongs to you. And then he tells you to notify everybody that you have your name changed now. Like, it's like, welcome to Earth. And your birth certificates are not going to change. They're going to still be the same. You can order as many as you want to. They're going to have the old, the last way your name was written on there is still going to be on there. Um, the decree, now you have control over the birth certificate. You didn't have control over the birth certificate before. Now you do. Now you can do what they do to you with those birth certificates. You can bond anything you want with it. You can open an account and bank and put your BC in there as collateral because you're the controller now. All the things you've tried to do with the BC that you couldn't do, you can now do it because you're alive now and you're the controller. It's like the old saying goes, control everything, own nothing. So that and I know some of you may not be able to just go in and change your name right now. Some places charge an arm and a leg. So basically, you not only want to change your name, you want to tell the judge that you want to change your status. You know, tell them you're a private American citizen. Say, I am a private American citizen of the United States slash American national. You are never to be called a U.S. citizen. You tell them you don't want to distinguish from anything. You're an American national now. See, you don't have a nationality on that birth certificate. It doesn't say that you're an American. What is your nationality? U.S. citizen isn't a nationality. That's the name of a corporation. The trust. You don't have a nationality. You could say, um, I want to be a Puerto Rican American. Or, you know, if you ask people, they know I'm a Mexican American, but your paper doesn't say that. Your paper says nothing. It just says, that you belong to the Department of whatever happened here is reported by the Department of the State of whatever. 
So a child is born. You go in, you change your name. You, there's always a place. That, mine has a place where you add notes to it. Listen, people. Don't forget to give them your nationality. <coughs> You're an American. You're a private citizen of the United States. Now you're now when you do that, you become uh, protected by the Constitution. These were things we were supposed to do a long time ago. When we turned 18 or 21, we just didn't do it. <laughs> Southern can tell you, right? It's in Southern? Yep. It's in the, it's in the what? Immigration law? It's in the Immigration Naturalization Act, as a matter of fact. You were supposed to, at 18, you were supposed to choose your nationality. All right. Did you hear that, people? Did it. You, you want to read it to them? I don't know if I got that. Okay. Well, you know, you're a, you're a walking computer, so. <laughs> I'm not a walking computer. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I can say, Southern, I want you to pull that up, boom, 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 and you usually have it. Oh, uh, hold on. Um... It might be somewhere here. Does anybody have any questions? I do. All right. Sue Wolf? Yeah. So I probably recognize my voice. I was not born in the United States of America. And to do my name change, do I use a certificate of naturalization? Mm-hmm. A um, few weeks ago, I sent you a, uh, a link to hear uh, a guy named to- Tony, how he said to do it uh, with a uh, deed poll. Did you hear yeah, that? Yeah, you could do the deed poll, but see, you've already been naturalized, right? Yes. Okay, so you just go in and change your name. Uh, with their form? It, huh? Using the probate court's form? Yeah. Hold on one second. I'm on the I'm on the call. Yes, you use their form, and um, you're gonna go in and you tell them that um. You know, you get the application. It's going to ask you all kinds of information. And then, um, you know, they just want to do a background check and everything. They do this because they got to make sure that you're not doing this because you're a criminal on the run, like a fugitive. So right. They that's why they ask you all those questions. But once... You give them all the information, then they change your name. You got to give notice to all the agencies um, about who you are, and you got to you got to rescind. You also got to do a rescinding of the contract, people. If you don't rescind the old contract, which is what I did, um, rescinding the old contract is like the most important thing you can do because. Uh, you then um, telling them I don't I'm no longer a debtor, and they got to get ready for that. You know that like you're not going to be a debtor anymore. And uh, basically, when you go to change your name, 
you know, you're like, that's the second part, and you have all these documents in your possession to show that you're a private American citizen. Um, there's a couple-step processes, you know. Um, basically, one is, you know, the law of release. They got to release you, so you got to give them notice that you don't want to be a debtor. The second thing you got to do is when you do the law of release on the paper, you have to tell them that you need a full financial accounting of anything that was due. Whether due, not due, what's left, everything. Um, uh, I can I have to cut it out of one of the documents I have to do that. You have to give it to people. Where, you know, every state where you, you live in, you got to give it to them. Huh? Where do you send the letter? The, the you got to send it to... You got to send it to the governor of where you, wherever, whatever state you lived in. See, you're not being a, a belligerent. You're not being a rebel. What you're doing is you're correcting your status. And you have to do this because otherwise when you go into court and you start arguing with them, then you are a belligerent and a rebel. And they can't talk to you. You know, like the moment you go in there and you haven't done these changes, um, they just, don't, they don't even look at you. They're, you're automatically dishonored for for, for uh, going in there like that. And so um, you got to do, a, a, like I said, number one, you do a CBA, forwards, backwards, um, other, you check off other, and you can just tell them my name type. This is name type. Say, well, you know, I looked up the word queen, and guess what it says? The word queen. A lowly serf. A wife. A woman. <laughs> Somebody suggested, yeah, I was looking at this one article, it says to put in that you're a sovereign. Yeah. But my friend says, no, you know what? Let's not get them mad because they get mad. He goes, that's where you would put in sovereign, but so, so I looked so, up queen. I would bring the definition of queen right there and says, you can see what it says? A woman, the wife of a king, or a lowly serf. You know why the queen is a queen? Queen of England? What? Because... Do you guys remember what Jesus said to uh, that rich man? He said, uh, you got to get rid of everything you have in your possession, right? And then come to me. That's the law of own nothing, control everything. Okay? Oh, hell no, yeah. You know why it's called the law of own nothing, control everything, people? Because you don't own anything, okay? Like, this world doesn't belong to you. It's for all of us to live and enjoy. And you can't can't take your cars with you. You can put it in your trust. You can create a family trust. And then you put everything in it, and you can find someone who's a wealth manager. They'll show you how to invest all that stuff you have and make more out of it. Hey, um, she will. Mm-hmm. 
like like with the trust now, right? So yeah. like, um, you know, like uh, I, from what I understand about the trust, you can play, you can be the creator and grantor, and you can be a trustee, but you and you can probably be one of the beneficiaries. Uh, is that is that is that so? No, you can't be a trustee. Like the rules are, if you're the trustee, then your your trust is invalid. If IRS were to ever check it, and you're the trustee, nothing, no go. Okay, okay. So I was thinking about that too, right? And and I came up like, so I'm thinking, so couldn't you have somebody create the trust? Just how you just want to do it, like instead of you being the creator, they would be the creator and give you title to it and give trusteeship to it. Um, like, I'm not really sure, but you know, Southern, I thought you said the Jewish rabbi is going to be coming back. Uh, I have not seen him yet. Yes, yeah, we can... need to talk. I, I need. I could find those answers for you, but in the rule of trust, the only thing I can tell you is you cannot be the trustee, but you can be a controller. Um, and here's another one: the trust shall not fail for want of a trustee. You can make anybody a trustee. You know who you can make a trustee when you're done becoming private? You can make one of those courthouse people. You can appoint them as a trustee. And yeah, who they would, later? They would have to accept it, though. And they will want to when you're done doing what you're going to do. you got to go back and get your, um, your replevant, which is all that they've taken from you in the past. And so remember I told you that when you get awarded, that you can't take the money out of the courthouse? Yes. Or they'll rob you right there when you... Like, even if you try to be sneaky and you tell them to wire it to you, um, if you tell them to wire it to you, they'll come right in and they'll take it from you. They'll, they'll have someone intercept it or they'll have... Listen, these people are not to play with, okay? They don't like to lose their money. But... They can put an economic hitman right outside that courthouse if you take that money with you. So you're not trying to take it. You leave it there with them and make one of them a trustee. And let me tell you something. Where you would think that the courts would try to rob you, they're not. They will be your best friend. They love being the trustee. They've been trustees their entire lives. Yeah, so let them um, do their job, but they're doing it with new but that's yeah. the thing, though. When you when you appoint them the trustee, you give them different orders as trustee than they would normally have. Yes, they will be your trustee as long as you leave it in their bank, which is that courthouse. And um, uh, basically, you know, like you just tell them what you want them to do because see, you're the controller now. Yeah. So you just tell them, um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna deposit this birth certificate. Against all, no, you can tell them anything. You can say, I need some checks. I need some checks. Or I need, like, a bank card with so much in it. You know, 
but you can't, what I'm saying is that you physically can't take a check, right? Okay, so basically, they can, they can allow you to act, they can give you access to the money, but you yeah, have to, you use, it, but you have you to use it to pay a debt. Yeah, you use blank checks. They'll give you blank checks. You probably will get that white stone, which is the, the white card. Um, let me tell you something. I, I, I saw in the Bible, you know, it said something about you can get a white stone or they'll give you a black stone. I don't know. Someone said they had the black card. Yes. Uh, you better get away from me because I don't want that one. I don't want the black card because that black card in the Bible is like it's an abomination. That means that you've been tricked or something. Okay. Yeah, because it seems like the black card is on the public side. Well, you know, not only that, but I'm thinking like, you know all these movie stars? Yeah, they're the ones that have the black card. Yeah, I saw, you know, I was watching Hell's Kitchen with, um, you know that cook that he's real mean? Which movie called Hell's Kitchen? Kitchen. Um, yeah. Yeah, what is his name? That that famous um, chef. It's not Ramsey, is it? Yeah, yeah. Chef Ramsey. Yeah. Right. You know, he in one of the shows, he gives, the, you know, his guy, that guy that is the maitre d' or something of the restaurant, he says, guess what I got? And he says, I got the black card. He, he showed it on TV. He goes, let's go shopping. I'm like, holy crap, these people have the black card. I think they get awarded the black card when they sign their lives over to Satan. Well, I know that, um, I didn't catch off, but I know that a few years ago, they were allegedly giving those things out like they were like they were candy at a uh, at a Halloween car, uh, Halloween thing. But because uh, I know several people that signed up for it, but I never heard back from them. You know, hello. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and and well, I, I don't know what the deal was with those black cards. But there was. I a know bunch I was listening to somebody put a recording. I don't know who was in that recording. Okay. And I don't know who was this guy talking about. Somebody had this card, right? And there was a bunch of people. I think it was somebody put the recording on legal deception. I'm watching it. And I'm saying, you know what? These people, it's talking about getting their, um, some kind of a card. I wish I could remember the name of what it was. But I did listen to the whole thing. And he's saying you got to get this special number. you got to call this number on the phone. Well, you know what? People do not do that, okay? Because I think that one's the way you get the black card, okay? Some church guy was telling them about doing this. That's not the one you want, trust me. Because that man nowhere in that video said that you were going to go into the book of life. And for you to get that white card, you have to go into the book of life. That's why you want the white stone with a new name on it. Because that new name that you get... Nobody has access to it except for you. That's why it's on a decree. It's not on a birth certificate. You, now you're going to control the birth certificate. And you put the birth certificates under, you can order like a bulk of 10 or 20, and you bind them to your decree, and now you're the controller of the ball game now. Um, and then, you, you know, you got to go back into court. 
uh, and you, you got to do a case, a labor dispute. Because remember, you were operating an agency all your life under the federal government and state government, and they never paid you. They were taking from you. It's supposed to be an even exchange, sweat for your little dollars that they gave you, but they didn't. They charged you. And that money's held over there, and it's been accruing for a long, long time. They they didn't spend it, but they it's sitting in this, this private trust. Um, you might think that they're being nasty to you. They're not. They were... It's a it's a nasty little game created by the Vatican, yeah. But if you follow through and do what you're supposed to do and to have done what you ought to have done, then you will get rewarded for you know, for what you've done because see they can't do nothing for you until you come back. Oh. You are nobody until you come back because Remember, everybody got those birth certificates and Social Security cards and everything. You know, like when you get your driver's license and all that other stuff. Remember, you didn't prove to them who you were. That paper is not an identification paper, okay? That's a bond that you're showing them. So what are they doing? They bond you. They bind you at everything that you do. You're bound to serve them. Uh, But when you... Really? Yeah, that, that little birth certificate that you're holding right now is the most dangerous thing in the world to have in your possession right now. Until you, the man or woman, comes back. And I, I'm sorry to tell you, you have to change your name. Uh, I want to throw something in here. I uh, called the Department of Motor Vehicle Day, and as Josie says, uh, the person on the other end of the line got really scared because I started asking some questions about and I found out definitely they have to have the birth certificate and your social security number. That's how they're bonding these. That's how they're using these driver's license. All right, because I asked her a point blank. I said, you know this is a non-commercial license, and there's no such a thing. And I explained to her about what the license was, and she, like, didn't, want, you know, didn't know what to say. But uh, what I think they're doing is whenever you, bring that um, certificate of live birth and that social security number and, and you get that driver's license, that's when they're that's when they're taking your bond right there. That's when they open and up and start going to those accounts. Also, we I saw on this new application, you know, it's for private American citizens once you cross over. The new application, guess what it says on there, people? You're not going to believe it. I was looking at it. It says, um, uh, a friend gave it to me who is who's private now. It says for a birth certificate. I don't even know if she's on the show. Um, I hope she is. It said something about you can order birth. You know, like this person's advising them. Hello, I'm now a private American citizen, and she. I told her to send the papers south where they came from. And they sent her this new application to order more birth certificates. It says you have to be someone in the military. You got to be an agency of the government. You got to have a court order. That means your decree. Or guess what it said, people? The last one on there, I was shocked. (laughs) 
I said I did not read that. Passport. This is so you can. This is so you can buy in bulk, okay? Or a bar card. Nah. So, if you have a bar card, you were allowed to buy a whole bunch of birth certificates so that you can bond these people. I guess that means you can buy birth certificates in bulk. And what do they do with them? I think they, like, say they couldn't get you under one name, they come in and try to get you under another. Because remember, when you say, oh, that's not my name, that's not my name, well, you know what? That's funny because they'll, they'll try to come back at you with a B.B. Smith or something like that because these lawyers are buying those bonds in, in bulk. And I don't care what lawyer's listening. You dirty scoundrels. It's okay if you wanted to hold the property and stuff, but you know what you did? Everything you did, you little devils, was to deceive the people. You are the vermin and the pariah of the United States. And, you, you know, you're not working. You may be doing everything the way the Bible set it up to be, but see, here's your lie. You're doing it for the church, the Vatican, and you're deceiving the people. And you can't claim that you're doing this for the benefit of society because that's why you got filth on TV. People, these people right now are brainwashing your children, immorality, sexual immorality, you name it. Um, everything that you know is wrong, your children want to tell you it's right, they're brainwashed. And if I were you, I'd get your names changed as soon as possible because if you don't, you won't have any children tomorrow. These people are going to, after, I'm, I'm going to estimate it. Um, I had this video once, and I'm trying to find it. I was telling Southern about it earlier. This is a beautiful story that was put in the, um, it was in the uh, YouTube that I, it talks about, and this is, this is to the T. Actually, it helps me to figure things out. That's why I'm looking for it. It says every thousand years, every thousand years, people, something major happens in the world and it shifts. You know why? Because when you write a covenant, a last will and testament, when you die, it becomes law. That's when, that's when it takes effect, right? And it lasts for 1,000 years. After you die. When Jesus died, like they said, when he died, the new covenant took effect for 1,000 years. So we're at 2,000 years, right, since his death. But it said on there, um, I was reading that book of covenants that I put out on uh, Facebook. The problem we're having is Jesus' covenant took effect, and I don't see it. The new one will come in, though. The new covenant will be when Antichrist takes over. And he hasn't come yet, I think, because we the people, 
Listen to this. We, the people, have foiled their plans many times. So they have to keep extending it. But I'm aiming at, based on this one video, and I've been looking for it all day to try to show it to you guys to watch it. 2021, the next tyrant's going to come in like Hitler. And he's going to be that anti, we call it antichrist because he works for the church, just like Hitler did. But the reason why it's going to take effect in the whole world is because the whole world knows what Christianity is now. It's not what people thought it was, like, you know, Jesus dying on the cross or this or that. I mean, it's got a lot of symbolic meaning, you know. He, he was trying to tell you how to save yourself. Like I said before, he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You have to go to the supreme law to get this change, which is the supreme court. I mean, sorry. It said that the superior law is how you fix it. It's in the Bible. I got. I can pull it up, but I just don't put it on legal deception because a lot of people aren't Christian and they get mad saying, you know, you post all this Christian. But believe it or not, people, it's in the Bible. It's telling you what to do. It's, this Bible is a book of instruction. It's just that we didn't understand it because you would have to get a dictionary, like in one of those etymology dictionaries or you go to Strong's and start deciphering what these words mean. You will, it, you'll be blown away. A queen is a serf. You ha- that means she owns nothing. She, she said it once. I watched one of her documents. She goes, I don't own anything. She goes, I am dirt poor. She says, when I want things done, all I do is write little notes. Little notes. That's what you're supposed to be doing, writing notes of extinguishment. In trust. Why can't you sue a courthouse, people? Because in God they trust. It's on their dollar bill. You can't sue God. Can you bring God to a courtroom? No. They put the trust in God's knees. You can't sue God. That's what you're going to do, too, in the end, though. I, I'll instruct you about that later. You put the trust in God's name. You make him the executor of your will. And that will reign on for a thousand years. You guys need to get a Bible. You need to start doing family trees again. Everything they took away from you, you have to bring it back into the family. It's lots of work. And it's, this job is not for the faint at heart. If you're the type of person that doesn't like to handle their business, then you can do it where... Um, uh, you can have the IRS do it for you. You know, you can go in with the EIN or whatever. They can handle it for you. But first, get your name changed. Remember, you're the controller now. You want to have a trust, and you don't want you don't understand the trust. You don't know how to do the trust. Then first, change your name. Come back as a man or woman, and then you can go in and do that EIN stuff. See, you guys are in there doing that EIN stuff. The problem is, is that you're doing it, but you 
are being taxed still in there too. You know, they're watching everything you do, but you don't have no control. You know, they're going to say, well, you need to do this or that. No, you're the controller. They know that they know that you're not a banker, like a true banker, a CPA, an accountant. So what you do is you get um you can have the IRS do it for you after you change your name. All this stuff that people are showing you in these videos, do this, this or that, and they'll say, look, I got my EIN and I'm being paid now and this and that. So, but you're still not a, you're not a living human being. You're still doing it as a dead person. Um, Southern, can you read that definition that you found on on um, Bouvier's? No, it was John Wayne, darn it. Uh, John Wayne looked up child, and what does it say, afterborn? Did everybody see that on legal deception? Well, John Wayne looked up the word child, children, and it says afterborn, a.k.a. after birth. That's what's making that decedent estate. So your 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 birth certificate is a death certificate. Okay. Um it said that Prince died today. But if you look carefully at the link that it took you to, it said his estate. It said something the Prince estate. That means I think Prince must have changed his name now and he's crossed over to the other side. He's, I believe he's still here. I, I know they said he got hit by a car. So did Falco and all these other people that were very famous. I don't believe that they really died. I believe they died. Um, you know how they say these movie stars, they worship the devil and they pledge their lives to them, but that doesn't mean you can't be saved. I think afterwards they figure it out. And then they get out of show business because you do. Let me tell you something. When you get to the other side, the show is over. You're dead. Now you're dead to the corporate world and you're alive. You're like the only man walking on the world. So that's what they have to do. They got to give up. Remember, for you to cross over, you got to give up everything. And that's exactly what I told the Attorney General. I rescinded my contract. I don't want to use my Social Security card anymore. I don't want your Social Security benefits. I don't want your Medicare. I don't want my insurance that I get paid every month. I exchange it all for my white stone. I want to be free. And you're going to do this for me, and I give you seven days. Do not let your, don't take your eyes away from the prize. I know people will say, well, I need my insurance. I need my Medicare. I need my Medicaid. So then go into the courts first and file your, you know, your claim or your your claim of title. Okay. Your status. Do it before. And then, you know what? Once you do that, and you go in, you got to put in the newspaper that you file your, um, you put in the newspaper that you file a, 
a request for um, relinquishing your uh, duties as a, a debtor or an agent of the decedent. Employee. Give notice to the uh, governor. Of all the states that you ever lived in now, you got to give them a, you know, let them know. And then you can go in, like I said, do your DBA. Uh, say you're doing it as um, a woman or, you know, it's going to tell you name type. And you could just tell them um, a surf. I don't know. Like a surf, you know, a surf means the poorest person in the world. You want to be meek? And you want to be poor. And the meek Remember I told you, all these rich people come in here talking about, I have a gazillion dollars, and I earned it, and I'm the, you know, nobody should be asking me for a dollar. Remember they always say that? I even saw a man on TV say he's really rich. He gives this man a couple of dollars. He goes, I hate when people ask me for money. Really, you hate when people ask you for money? Well, you're not. You're definitely not safe, brother. Because let me tell you something. In the end, who's going to save you when they come to eliminate you and your little birth certificate? Remember, that's a death certificate. And when they come to clean America up, when they've had enough of our crap. It's, they're controlling you right now. They con- listen. You think of that birth certificate like, like they control your right to live or die. That's how dangerous that birth certificate is right now in your hands without it being corrected. So. If any of you, any of you, know a good attorney that is honest, a lawyer that is honest, you know what? You might even be able to go to one of those old lawyers, like 70, 80 years old, that's about to retire, and you want to pay him for his services, you would tell him what you want first, right? Um, I heard there's pro bono lawyers. The state was telling me you can get a pro bono lawyer and you tell them exactly what you want. You want a name change? Or like in my case, somebody changed my name to something else. They said no. Go to a lawyer and tell them specifically what you want. You need to reinstate that old name and upper lower case. You need your nationality back. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, you can get a lawyer. But you got to pay them. But you know, you, I'm telling you what you need. That's exactly what you tell them you want. Or you can go online and they'll tell you what to do. And they got all the papers there, and you fill it out, and then you just go in and um, do it yourself. And they'll give you the decree with the with the certificate on it. Um, does anybody have any questions? <clears throat> well, I guess not. 
believe it or not, tonight, you caught me off. Uh, believe it or not, tonight, you caught me off guard. I know I got that uh, thing that I was talking about. About eighteen. No, I don't have it. I know I got it someplace in my little file here, but I can't find it. Not right now. I'll have to find it tomorrow. But it does. Uh, it is an Immigration Nationalization Act. Uh, I just can't find it right now in my uh, hard drive. Yeah, I was so thinking it would be good to know because a lot of children right now are turning 18. Mm-hmm. And they can go in there and get it done. You got a free pass right there to get it done when you turn 18 to 21. Mm-hmm. You do. Uh, and we need to find that so they can call the immigration and hey, say, hey, I just turned 18, and um, I need to know what it's going to take for me to become a, a private American citizen, uh, a citizen of the United States. And an American national. I want to do my nationality now. See, when you're 18, you can tell them, and they they do it for you. Well, this. But after this that, you got to go through hell. This is part of it right here. Uh, this Immigration Nationalization Act uh, 301 nationals and citizens of the United States at birth. This would be under 8 U.S.C. 1401. The following shall be nationals and citizens of the United States at birth. A, a person born in the United States is subject to the jurisdiction thereof. Um, outline possession for outside the United States. Down here on F, a person of unknown parentage. Is what it says. People, this is very interesting. A person of unknown parentage found in the United States while under the age of five until shown prior to his attaining the age of 21 years and not to have been born in the United States. All right? That is uh, 8 U.S.C. 1401. You need to go read F very carefully. I'll read it again. A person of, you know, we're always saying that you're abandoned children. A person of unknown parentage found in the United States while under the age of five. Remember, you disappear at five. Am I correct, you all? Yeah, when you're five, then they start they start um, declaring you as gone. Yeah. Or you go okay. under their full guardianship. Uh-huh. Until shown prior to his attaining the age of 21 not to have been born in the United States. See, they basically give you to your 21 years of age, right, to come in and say that, no, I'm not a a national of the United States. I'm a national of America. That is uh, 8 U.S.C. 1401. Uh, Anybody got any questions? This is done in probate family court? Yeah, it's done in family court. you got to look up in your state adult name change. Okay, and if you wanted to do it for your for your little ones. Yeah, you can too. 
Mm-hmm. So you I do. saw one there for child name change. They have one for both, for your children and for you. Uh, here this is again in another section. Uh, this is uh, 8 U.S.C. 1408. The one I just did was 1401. Um, a person born in the outlying position of the states to uh, parents. Both of, okay. This is uh, Immigration Naturalization Act 308. Nationals, but not citizens of the United States at birth. A person, uh, notice they keep using the word unknown parentage, people. Pay real close attention to this because it's, this is where they're getting this. A person of unknown, unknown parentage found in the outlying possessions of the United States while under the age of five until shown prior to attaining the age of 21, 21 years not to have been born such outlying possessions. All right? So they're telling you here what, what we got to do. We just, unfortunately, they never told us when we were young. And nobody would ever thought to look at the Immigration Naturalization Act for this stuff. Uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't tell anybody. Oh, hell no. I don't want to read a song. Um, let's see something here. I'm trying to get into our little room here. Uh, if you want to read something real interesting, too, um, you might want to read 18 U.S.C. 1409. This is children born out of wedlock. Everywhere you go in, in these codes, it, it talks about children born out of wedlock. All right? Children abandoned. Children of unknown parentage. This is what years ago put us on to the thing with the birth certificates. All right, because they always use the mother's maiden name. All right, they always have the father's name. All right, and they have the informant that informed on the two of them who abandoned the baby. This is where we got this stuff from, was the Immigration Naturalization Act. But back then, a, a lot of people, uh, you know, I'm not an immigrant, blah, blah, blah. I was born here, blah, blah, blah. It, it, it don't apply to me. Well, guess what, people? It's uh, 20 years later, and... It does apply to us. We should have done it. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, and we didn't. that's the scary part, you know, that you didn't even know, like, you're here, and instead of them, you know, making you an American, they made you into a U.S. citizen corporate body. And, you know, that's the Democrats. I hope you know that that's all about socialism and democracy, which is really um, what they do is in time the words all change. And you might think, oh, well, this isn't communism. Yes, it is. Uh, all they do is change the name of it. It's worse than communism. Hmm. <laughs> but, uh, I have one um, here. I wanted to read something to you from a book called um, Agencies and Trust for payment of debts under private arrangements. Uh, I'll try to upload the book, too. I'll try to see if I can do that. I just, I've been so busy working with my own family that, uh, like, I'm going to white out, now listen, I'm going to white out my kid's information so you don't see her account number, but 
it's going to have her address and stuff. So please respect our wishes, like, to, you know, maintain our privacy. Because I like helping people, but sometimes then people get out of all crazy and stuff. And um, Listen to this one. It is difficult at first sight to see the distinction between the two classes of cases. Okay? Now, remember, everything is in two. You got one door in equity. You got one door in regular court. For in each of the classes, a trust is purported to be created, and the property is vested in the trustees. But the distinction appears to be in this. In cases of trust, for the benefit of a particular person, the party creating the trust can have no other object than to benefit the persons in whose favor the trust is created. And the trust being well Okay, that's why I'm saying you got to be careful on how you do your trust. Must be well done. As much as it would belong to them at law, if the legal interest had been transferred to them, if the legal interest had been trans, uh, oh, but in cases of deeds purporting to be executed for the benefit of creditors and to which no creditor is a party, the motive of the party executing the deed may have been either to benefit his creditors or to promote his own convenience. The distinction between these two classes of decisions is that Thirsty Peppy's MR somewhat refined but has obviously good sense for its foundation. And the rule as established by them is adopted to promote the views and intentions of the parties. Um, although, however, this distinction in principle is marked and obvious, yet to decide to which of the two classes of cases a given instrument belongs is often the task of difficulty. Whether an instrument be one of trust or of merely of or of a mere agency only is a question of intention. Okay? Remember I said that we are operating as agent we're operating these agencies, these organizations that they created for us. And they're not paying us to operate this organization and we've been doing it all of our lives. Paying the taxes, the bills, the rent, everything. And it's not even yours. See, it says it's always for the benefit of the trust. Even the courts know how to distinguish. You can go into a court and blabber all you want to. But all they do is pull your name up on the computer and they have to look for one word. And that's Lisey. You're, you're the agent of that name you're borrowing until the real person comes back. And you are considered very dangerous, belligerent, thieves, all kinds of stuff, because you do not own that name. You don't have the, well, you, it hasn't been assigned to you. You don't have the control of that name yet. So they are protecting it with their lives. So in case the real person comes back and does what they had to do, they have to give them their gift. Um, let me throw something in. You remember the parable of the uh, of the rich man who, in the Bible, who left and he gave yeah. each one of his three servants something? It's the same thing, people. Okay, they're they're not being evil. 
as you think. They're being servants. Okay? And they they don't know who the hell you are. All right? Now, we have to come back and establish ourselves. And that's when they're... That parable in the Bible of the three of the three servants and the master is basically what they're doing, correct, Steve Wolf? Yep. That's exactly what they're yep. doing. They're carrying it overboard, if you ask me. But well, they're not because I'll tell you why. How many people live on this entire planet? Seven and a half billion. <laughs> you know what that is to help to keep in order that many people? I hear you. And if you really look at it, people, even, you know, like just say you haven't done anything yet, you know, you don't know what's going on or whatnot. But do you notice that even when you're not, when you're not on the other side yet, you have to watch your back. People will steal from you, lie on you cheat on you, um, they're not who they say they are, they wear one face, they come back with another. Even in this world, the way we are right now, even if we didn't do it, you can't trust anybody. You don't know who to trust. That word trust is so big. People make promises to you, and then they break it. They even make a promise to you when they marry you, and then they break it. They say in sickness and in health, well, when sickness comes around, they, they ditch you. Then, and not only do they ditch you, they ditch you and the kids. They run off, and that's a war in court right there. You know, man and wife fighting each other for years and years in the courts, and the courts are loving every minute of it. It's entertainment tonight for them. These people will never run out of business, but they will run out of people. Because when it gets to a point where you just can't, you know, they can't control, they know this. They can't control, they can't save the world. But it gets to a point, I guess, when there's just too many people and Mother Nature is another animal there and all these disasters that go on and stuff, you know, they are doing whatever they got to do because you've become too costly for them. And they're, and they're, I'm not saying they're right either. They're wrong too because they go in there dipping in that pie like, like there's no tomorrow. And they become so greedy and so selfish. But there are some good lawyers in us. Yeah. Yeah, there. I believe there are. I've I've spoken to many lawyers, and you know what? They're not in the loop about what's going on. Well, you know that too, uh, Southern. You know some lawyers that don't even know what's going on. They they come on they come on to this show to figure out what's going on. Yes, I I, I know. Uh, we do have uh, some lawyers on our site uh, on legal deception. Uh, we also have some. Uh, I believe some judges on legal deception. I know we have some uh, law enforcement on legal deception also, and probably some politicians out there. That I, I'm pretty much sure of. Because these 
these people keep coming up with some really strange names. <laughs> well, not only that, like if you're going to have a baby or you're planning on having a family, change your name. Correct your status. And when you go in, you go in and privately. And then you tell him, no, you can't take my baby's footprints and his blood and that stuff. None of it. It's all private. Well, I'll tell you what. You remember the uh, establishment of Aerodox that I created? The what? The Aerodox, where you, you could uh, get your mom and dad. Yeah. I think I sent Yeah, I may I may put those out there. Yeah, put them out there. People can claim their children as their heirs, and you put them in your Bible. Mm-hmm. Listen, you might not have a Bible. Keep a notebook, a three-ring binder. Make your own birth certificates and put the footprints and stuff in their hair, a lock of their hair. They used to do that a long time ago. The people would put a lock of their baby's hair, their footprints, their thumbprints, and your, you know, your prints in it together. And um, you create your own identities for your family. Well, I've got a I've got a birth certificate that never got used. Now maybe I'll finish it up and stick it out there for them. Yeah, okay. you can make your own. That you know what? If if you don't get your name changed on time, you know you can tell them uh, before you go into the hospital. I want to put an exception. <clears throat> You're not allowed to take my baby's footprints or his blood or my afterbirth for anything. You know, you've and, got to give them something in writing. It's not to be used for anything governmental. I'm not I'm not giving you consent to that. Another thing you want to do, all right, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this because it's something that I believe is going on. Right after that baby gets out of that hospital, I would give it about six months. And I would take it down someplace, and I would have an x-ray down of it. Well, I see the get the actual X-ray. Just make sure they're not putting anything someplace that it shouldn't be. Because I do know for a fact that there are chip factories running out here, and we don't know where the hell these chips are going. Tell them about how they're using the radar gun to go into your bank cards. Oh God, it's not. It's believe it or not, it's not a radar gun. It's a, it looks like. From what I've seen of it, uh, it looks like a large cell phone. You would not pay no attention to it. And basically, um, I was watching a show on TV here here the other day. You know these new chip cards they got out? Uh, Apparently, this girl, now understand, they did this with a girl. This was not a pro. This was just a girl walking down a New York street. And she read 100 of those chip cards in about an hour. I took the numbers, account numbers, off of every one of them. And now they're telling, I'm hearing that this, the police have them. And uh, I was talking to somebody who said that some guy got stopped up, I forget, it was in California or someplace. And uh, apparently the cop got his number and ripped off 290 out of his bank account. And they decided, the police decided, well, well, that's civil forfeiture. Now, that's a story that I got. But apparently he's not a very happy camper. I wouldn't be either. I would make sure you keep those aluminum wallets and put all your bank cards and stuff in there. 
Because yep. I've seen police officers. I've seen them with my own eyes on top of bridges and stuff, shooting mm-hmm. these little radar things at you when you're driving by. Who knows what they're doing? Those wise potato chip bags are wonderful. The what? Yeah, the aluminum ones? Yeah. The ones like space blankets? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they also sell these aluminum wallets now where you put all your credit cards and stuff in there. You know, I think you know, it's seen on TV, but it tells yeah. you that people are scanning your car or your purse from far away, and they're taking all the information from that chip and stealing uh, everything from your account. I don't know how true this story is, so don't 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 quote me on this, but you all have walked into stores and you've seen uh, these like uh, metal detectors and stuff on the sides of the doors and stuff. I've heard that they can read those cards of those detectors. Now I don't know how true that is, but that's what I've been told. You know, it's it's funny. We used to laugh at people who used to make the aluminum foil hats and put them on their heads, people. But I hate to say this, maybe those people back in, back in those days knew something that we didn't. I don't hear no comment to that one. Hello? Imagine when they chip your body. When they chip your body, then you know what? Wherever you go, imagine Mm -hmm. you're trying to run from them and they already got you on that radar gun and they put an all-point bulletin on you. That next man who's coming in, he's going to hurt people in ways that you've never been hurt before in your life, and you will not be able to escape with people. We, we're we're in the we're in the lead right now, and I know you guys think, oh, this is what I had on another show. I'm I'm waiting for my guests to come on. I just sent them a text to see if they can come on. They want to share some stuff with you. Well, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you this much, okay? A lot of people don't know this. But ever since 9-11, every cell phone in the world has had a, has got a GPS unit in it. All right? Yeah, they do. Told that every car in the world has a form of a OnStar in it, in the computer system, and a, and a, a GPS system in it. All right? We're being tracked, people. And don't, you know, don't kid yourself that uh, these GPS satellites that they put up there Okay, they're not using them and coming up with new ways to use them every single day. But like I said, the people who used to to make the tinfoil hats, we used to laugh at them. But very soon now, we might not be laughing at them anymore. Right. Also, just to take it a step further, the, the, the GPS, I used to sell, I sold phones for all the major carriers. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go into the settings, that it says that you could turn it off, but it only turns off the location or the network, not for 911. That's right. So basically, it doesn't make a difference what you do in the settings within that phone. They can still get into it. Not only that, um, got to the point 
that um, Samsung, we have one, two, two Samsung TVs. And basically they told us that you have to be careful of what you say because guess what? Your TV is a smart TV and you got the voice control. They can hear what the hell you're saying in your damn house. <laughs> well, you, you. I hate to be a bit of bad news, but uh, we I've done some serious hunting in my time that we have used some GPS units, and it's scary how accurate those things are. I mean, it is literally scary. All right? Yeah, it's not only that, but the smart TV is the worst of all. You know, I talked about how they record you when you're sleeping or as soon as you start talking, there's a device on there. My, I have a smart TV, and I'm telling you it has everything on it. I, I have all kinds of plugs in there. Um, I have many, many features on this smart TV, but... Um, I've seen my TV turn on at certain time by itself. Mm-hmm. I'll be asleep when I get up. I'm a very light sleeper. I tell you, I sleep like four or five hours. And I'll come into my room and I'll say, hey, I didn't turn this TV on. TV will be on and running. So okay, what do I do? When I talk on the phone, I go outside. because I know a lot of people say it's annoying. You know, I hear a lot of noise because I go outside because I have a smart TV. And um, I don't want people, it, it, people, we live in a world today where there's no privacy. Well, I'll tell you something. A, a lot of people laugh at me because I, I have a favorite show. Anybody ever watch NCIS? Yes. It, it, you know, it gives, and, and these people look like a bunch of clowns on there sometimes, right? But if you watch, all right, what they do, all right, how they turn people's phones on, their smartphones on, their GPSs on, and locate these people. These people are actually doing this from a computer. All right, they're actually doing this. I mean, you watch them, and you, you'd be surprised what you can learn from that show. You really would. you have a heart attack, as a matter of fact. And we're not here to put the fear of God in you. Let me just put it to you this way. We're here to tell you what they're doing. We've seen it. We've had it happen to our friends. And um, we tell you so you can check your settings. And if you have something running, I mean, my phone, it's by, all by itself. It'll turn the, um, the recorder on. I won't, I'll sit there and I'll hear the recorder turn on. Because I put it to sensitive to where if something came on, it makes us a little beeping sound before it comes on. Yeah. I've heard my recorder come on my phone. I'll be talking to my family saying, you know, we're going to do this, this, and this today, and this is what we're going to do today. Boom. I hear it go sleep. I stop. Oh. I'm so used to it now, so used to it. I'll look. My phone's recording. And so you know what I do? I turn the phone off, and I have two batteries. Now, I take the battery off the phone when I'm doing something. Um, I wanted to ask, is there anybody on here from California? Yeah, 
want to see if we have any California listeners because I was told that in California they don't give you birth certificates. They will only issue you a certificate of live birth. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know about that? I think there's a couple of states out there that do that. Well, here's my question. If you're getting a certificate, how do they give you a certificate of live birth capitulated? <laughs> Better question. I guess you weren't born alive. Mm. Um, I'm out. Miss Yeah, go I'm ahead. I hear you back there. Yeah, my my dad is from Georgia, and they gave him a certificate of live birth, not a birth certificate. I mean, is it an upper lower case and it has all the information? It was upper lower case and it was handwritten in. And my mom is from St. Lucia. She has she has hers too. It's like it's authenticated with like a a red seal, seal stamp seal, like clay. Okay. So I could just have those authenticated, right? It doesn't have to go through, like, the other process. And in reference to what you were saying earlier, uh-huh. my parents were married. My certificate of live birth and my brothers and sisters, they're up in lowercase. Now, my kids, my my little ones, yeah. it's like I wasn't married to the mom. Their certificate of live birth is in all caps. I remember um, Southern saying something about... Um, what was he saying about the parentage, the unknown parent? Right. Well, the, if you if you go in, if you go into the the, the uh, hold on, now, let me pull this back up. Hold on, go ahead, guys. Let me find it again. I was just wondering. He said it's unknown unknown parentage, but let me ask you this. Um. Gosh, I wish I could get a copy of your BC to see. Did they give you a nationality? No. Um, matter of fact, that's it. It had a confidential at the bottom of my certificate of library, and it yeah. listed that as Negro. And I just Confid- wait a minute. It says confidential and Negro. Yes, yeah, it says confidential Negro. You know, you need to, I'm going to tell you, you need to get that clarified, right? Right. All vital statistics. And then you write on there, what is confidential? And I want to know what this means, right? And if they don't answer you, go to your governor. Nathan Deal. Because if your mom and dad was married... You might be a free man. You just need your nationality or whatever as an American. Yeah. And you might just have to go into court for a status, maybe an emancipation. Maybe you're emancipated. You don't even know what that – you know, I, I like that. When people do the right thing, they start putting confidential on it and all kinds of other garbage. Tell <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, oh, well, he's got a birth certificate, his mom and dad's married. He's going to put all this other stuff in confidential. But how about, like, he doesn't have a nationality yet? Mm-hmm. And another thing is that um, you see immediately they capitulated his children. 
Mm-hmm. And see, my mom and dad, they were married in that one court case that I had, and their names were an upper and lower case in the court case. But they made us not be. Um, you have your certificate of live birth, right? The one from Georgia? Well, that, that was my dad. Because oh, how about yours? Is yours in all capital letters? Certificate of live birth? No, it's in upper and lower. Okay, so no. yours is upper lower case. I'm wondering, you know, like, well, you have an upper lower case, so you might just have to go in and change your nationality only. But you need to find out what the confidential and why did they put down Negro. The reason why I'm saying is that you got to go to your governor. Maybe you have something waiting for you already. Uh-huh. And you don't even know it, you know, like. You're the first person that's ever told me, like, my friend, he's the son of a slave, and his birth certificate was then capitulated, but his brothers and sisters, I think they're from Georgia, too. I should ask them later. I have his birth certificate. Um, They were capitulated later, but his mom and dad, um, I think he put his dad as a slave, um, and then, um, and they were married and everything, but... Um, somebody had brought up the fact that Harriet Tubman was married and that they were saying it didn't count or something, you know, because of the status. So you check your status. Check it with vital statistics first. Call the one in the capital of of Georgia. Tom, I need some clarification on this status here. Am I an American, or are you still classifying me as a U.S. citizen, even though my paperwork shows it says something on here confidential, and I need to know what that means, or do I need to come into your office so you can explain this to me, um, ask for a supervisor? You might have already a different status and not know it, and not, you might not have to go through so much difficulty. Um, is that birth certificate that you have, is it recent? Um. Mine is, I had it now authenticated for like a year and a half. So it's new? Yes. Okay. I was going to say because, um, and you don't see any variations or changes in the name, right? No. Now, this is a certificate of live birth? Yes. Have you ever ordered your birth certificate? Yes, twice. Yes, I ordered. And it's the same way? No, it's it's capitulated. It's in all caps. Okay, so that means that uh, you need to go to your local county and do a merging of titles and file in there. You're going to say, here's my $10 import fee. I need to uh, merge these two titles. You know, you're going to bring in your COLB with your birth certificate. You might do that and just collapse the trust right there. And you tell them to record it. You've taken them into your possession. you got to do like a a deed of acknowledgement and acceptance. And then you got to turn it back in to the city, uh, the county of your birth, your birth county. Because, see, that's... The COLB comes from the state. That's what's called the state capture. And then you bring it back to the area where you were born and you turn it in. 
and you got to change your name. You, yeah, you do have to change your name because if they could, you know, in order for them, in order for them to do that, you have to um, bring in that paperwork. Now, here's my thing, but because you do have an upper lower case, go to the clerk of your county of birth and say, I want to do a merger. I'm a living man. Here's my certificate of live birth. Did I? And I want to conduct a merger. Uh, can I ask you something? The, the yeah. regular birth certificate, the one in all caps, should I get that authenticated too? Because Yeah, you should. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I showed that to a clerk. You know what he referenced that certificate of live birth as? A receipt. That's what he called it, a receipt. A what? A receipt. He acknowledged that certificate of live birth as a receipt. So it's almost as if when you get a document authenticated and when you turn it back into them, that's, that's the only way we could really so-called pay for that. Anything else? Yes, yes, pay? you're right. That's the original. That was the unilateral contract, right? That's the receipt of proof that you are, it's a receipt. That's what mm-hmm. And then when I went to another teller, mm-hmm. he tried to make like, she, no, no, that's not a receipt. But he already told me that. What I noticed, they turned their names around. But his name, he worked as a state employee, I guess. But his name was not in all caps. And that's what I told him. I said, look, I want to have the status that you have. And then I mm-hmm. showed him. When he, he looked over and saw the certificate of live birth, Mm-hmm. And when he checked off the things I had to do to, because um, I was in the probate thing trying to um, do what you were saying, mm-hmm. um, he, I didn't say nothing. He said, well, I see that you have your receipt. And he checked off as a, one of the things that I had to do as a receipt. And if you give me a minute, I could read to you um, the things that said you needed. Okay. Go ahead. I, I look for it, but you can finish the show now. I just wanted to show Okay. It. So you see um, people, anybody else have their certificates of live birth? Hello? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got mine. Okay. Who is that? Who said hello? I think it says the of live birth. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Who, who is this? Oh, I'm Liz. Oh, this, uh, who? this is Stephen. I'm Liz from Hold on Chicago. one second, my friend. Let me see what this lady wants to say, and I'll go right with. I'll go right to you. Yes, what are you saying, you. ma'am? Yeah, I'm just calling to uh, say I've been listening. Uh, I came in the call late, but I'm in Canada, and I'm a naturalized citizen, so I need to authenticate my citizenship papers and do this filing. But I'm trying to file in Cook County, Illinois. And they're making it very difficult. Cook um, County, Illinois is a Cook County, Illinois. My daughter used to be there. Well, yeah, it's it's actually the largest court system in the world. So. Well, let me tell you, Indiana's no different. Um, I just I had a talk with um, the Attorney General, and I gave her an ultimatum. The Attorney General's assistant, and I gave her seven days to pull up my juvenile file and to pull up my um, birth certificate, and I told her they won't give me a receipt, 
and I cho- and I told her to pull up this case file where it shows that my dad claimed me. But the reason why I was asking the guy about the capital name was, see, he got his receipt, but see, they still capitalize the name. You know, that's okay that they capitalize the name. But the problem is that if people, a lot of people can't get their birth, their certificate of live birth because these people have stolen it. And they want to lock you out of your account. So you can. I'm wondering if Cook County is one of them because in Indiana, every one of our family members have been acknowledged by our fathers. This is what we were investigating. You know, I was like, okay, did dad acknowledge you? Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Because in our family, we heavily believe in marriage. So in my, in my, in my case, my birth certificate uh-huh. in Canada, uh, uh-huh. my father actually hand wrote out the, uh, and I have a certificate of live birth. And I recognized uh-huh. his writing, so he actually filled it out. And your dad? Uh, my dad did, yeah. Okay. And um, so, but I told that the only way I can get that authenticated is if I fly to Ottawa, and I don't have a passport anymore. It used to be you'd just be able to cross the border; you can't do it anymore. Well, can't you have um, a family member do it? You have a family over there? Somebody who can go to Ottawa. Mm. Can go to Ottawa. Yeah, because um, mine is handwritten too. My original that I had that I lost was handwritten by my dad. Yeah. Well, I I asked him. I said, "Did you write that?" And he said, "Yeah." My dad has beautiful handwriting. Yeah. And I saw my first birth certificate. I knew my dad did it. I I told the guy. At Vital, I said my first birth certificate was my dad filled it out. Yeah. His name is on it with my mom. Right. But my mother. But you know what the courts do? You need to go and check your case. I'm I'm serious because you said your dad acknowledged you, right? Well, you know what they try to do? They change the name. I'm sorry. They'll try to change your name because you if you're. This is what we realize. When our dad acknowledges us, our father, they try to change a variation of your name because you have to be dead in order for them to administer the estate. And your father comes along and he acknowledges you and signs that birth certificate. Now you're no longer dead. So they steal that without your knowledge and they'll change it. Like they'll try to add a middle initial or something to... um, your birth certificate, or yeah. if you're Spanish, they'll try to change your name to an English variation or something. So make sure you get a birth certificate, too. Well, they don't right. have anything other than the certificate of birth. You can only get a short form, which is useless, a long form. And what you have to do is have it authenticated. But, again, as I say, since my birth certificate uh, or since I became a naturalized citizen, it's tied to Somebody's I, eating or somebody's munching on something while they're on the phone. If you can mute yourself out. And apparently okay. what, what happened was when I became a citizen, I automatically, through that process, paid the entry fee. So now I just have to go down to the immigration board and have that authenticated but it's curious because they did they did uh, 
change it to an all caps name, but mm-hmm. it's still the the same name uh, identically, other than the the case, to what is on my birth certificate. Okay, uh, so me, you might have power think. over it. Okay, what was the other person's your question? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. We don't mean to cut anybody off. I am trying desperately, people. Anybody born in another country, please contact your consulate, contact whoever, and find out why that name has to be put in all capital letters. That is that is something that I'm trying my de- my best to follow to get it a reason why. Because it's only the United States that this is. Anyone entering this country must change, and I cannot find the law for that. I cannot find the, 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 uh, any documentation on that. So if you would, please get in touch with your consulate or whatever and see if they can give you uh, the, the reason why. And, I, and bring it to the show and to the to, so we go to such because I would die to get my hands on that. And here's another question I'd like for you to ask your consulate or your immigration. This is very important. Say, um, I'm a naturalized citizen. I would like to ask you a question. Am I a citizen of the United States or am I now being declared as a U.S. citizen? That is a very important question so you can help us out to help you out. Okay. We don't want you to do something that you might not have to do. We're trying to find out, too, anyone that's from Pakistan, Mexico, uh, India, and you came here, let us know if you had to capitulate your birth certificate in English and if you can call them and ask them why and ask them, what is my status? Am I a citizen of the United States or am I a U.S. citizen? Well, I can tell you right now on my certificate of naturalization, it says I'm a United States citizen. It does not say an American citizen. Okay, so that means um, they put you into the... In the day, I did not know that there was a difference. Yes, there is. There is yeah, United... Now, but... Uh, uh, let me say something. Uh, the, the, a citizen of the United States uh, was created by a 19, in 1866 on the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1866. All people who are citizens of the United States are citizens of the 50 states, okay? The United States citizen is one of Washington, D.C. That's something mm-hmm. that got verified to me recently. All right, it is verified. Yeah, yeah. The United States citizen is a citizen of Washington, D.C. Yeah, well, I can tell you that it was absolute certainty. In fact, I'll pull it out right now. I've got these papers ready to go. Okay. And that's for all you people that are naturalized. I got to go look at my um my spouse's paper too cuz he's a naturalized citizen and I don't know if he's been declared but he too he you know his paperwork was done by um in his country the the priest the high priest is the one who does your birth certificates in that country. And he was telling me, he's from Nepal, and he said they write enough of prayers and all kinds of stuff on their papers, and they ordered them to translate it to English like a birth certificate. He says they don't translate everything. They just translate whatever's important. And they leave. 
you know, if you're going to do a translation of a birth certificate, then you better make sure I would be saying something. If you were born in another country or India, Pakistan, wherever, uh, Asia, China, and you guys get these birth certificates that have blessings on it and all kinds of good stuff on there to protect you as a man or a woman, and then you come here and they say they got to do it this way and they capitulate you and butcher you, you better believe your, bet your bottom, you better be over there asking questions because they've just condemned you. And how dare they uh, do that? Cause... <laughs> well, you know, I'm looking at my certificate, and it's curious. Um, it does say that um, I'm a citizen of the United States of America. And although where it says that, it's in script, it's not in all caps. However... Well, then you, you might be then. Yes. Well, I, I, I need to go have, have that all verified, but it's curious. Mm-hmm. When I called the consulate, uh, pardon me, not the consulate, the uh, Immigration and Naturalization Service, they said for me to have this, um, uh, that, that they could authenticate it, that I was to bring them a copy of it, and they would authenticate mm-hmm. the copy. But it says mm-hmm. clearly on this certificate it's punishable by law to copy, print, or photograph the certificate. No, you're hey, not lady? supposed to authenticate hey, the copy. Lady? They're lying. Hey, lady, I have done the uh, the copy. So it's very simple uh, process. Yeah, but it's not she... valid. Let me tell you something. No, no, no. Hang on. Let me explain to her mm-hmm. because I was in the middle of this too. Uh, you cannot authenticate the certificate of naturalization because it's the original. I happened to contact a lawyer and he explained it to me. He said, you have to go to the immigration office. You set Mm -hmm. an appointment and they know very well. I thought they don't know. So I went to the website and I printed the authentication. What Mm -hmm. they do, they, you can send the original to them, go with the original I went with the original. The guy saw the original. I told him that I need a uh, authenticated copy, and it doesn't need to be authenticated higher than that. That is what it Good. is because it's the highest. He yeah, because you're copy. holding the original, he, right? Yeah, yeah. He has a erased stamp for you, and he attaches a paper. Let me see because I have it in front of me. Now, when you file this, do they take the original or do they just? Uh... Hang on a second. I think I have it very close in my folder here. When you're coming from another country to a... Yeah. So they they attach attach a a document that really is not attached, it's detached. But uh, they give you a copy with the raised stand and then they mm-hmm. give you a United States of America certification of document. I mm-hmm. asked, this is raised stamp too. Mm-hmm. So what you do, you live in America too, just like I live in Massachusetts. You set an appointment with the closest immigration office that you have, take the original certificate of naturalization and tell him that I need an authenticated copy. Uh, I asked him to do three or four. He said no just one. So he did only one. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave it to me one, and I left. That's it. Now I have a certif- uh, certified or authenticated copy. So you don't need to go higher because this is the federal government. This is the highest. I understand so that. So I, yeah, I, I wanted I to use this for name change. I called the name. Say that again. I wanted to use this for name change. Okay, yeah, and so let me ask you something, sir. Did they put your name in capital letters? It it is it is uh, how the other lady said. It's not really capital. It's uh, how do you call that? Upper lowercase. Oh, it is capitalized. Yeah, it is. uh, Yeah, it's capitalized. In okay, okay. Yeah, you want to get it corrected. You want to just. But it says that you're a citizen of the United States now. See. You you okay. have let me, let me tell you guys something. And he's saying it's the highest because it comes from the federal government, but you know you have more rights than we do. Yep. You have more privileges. You you gotta learn. You people who have that, you need to learn. You need to start calling your consulate's office or your immigration and say, What rights do I have? Because it says here I'm a citizen of the United States. Ask them uh, what your rights are. You guys have a lot of privileges. We don't need privileges. Oh, we asked this of, this, of the uh, of the uh, uh, the immigration naturalization offices. Yeah. Mhm. And go to and you can go to the consulate's office. Go to um, the federal. Um, God, what is that called? The federal registrar, like the Homeland Security office of each state. They have some. You need to find out what your rights are because, see, we, the people, you U.S. citizens, we don't have any rights because we're born here and they don't want to tell us that they were capturing all of us. And if you noticed, they're constantly bringing people into this country and immediately issuing um, Social Security cards and resident alien cards. See, they need residents so that they can tax them, you know, make a bond for them and all that other stuff. But I was told that when you guys become naturalized, you have more rights than we do. Wow, I didn't know that. I just thought yeah, that Yeah, you was- do. You you went through a process, and um, trust me, if, if you, yours doesn't say state of, you're not a U.S. citizen. You're a citizen of the United States because... You had to you had to do something um, like like you can't just become a citizen, sir. Did you did you come here? You came here by yourself, or some family member brought you here? I I won a lottery. It's called the diversity visa. Okay, so but let me ask you a question. When you came here, you got a visa, right? I had a uh, I I got directly a green card. Okay, and then when you came here. Did you have to work like seven years before you became a citizen? No, it's really five years with good standing. And uh, three months before you uh, get to five years, you can apply for the U.S. citizen. Yeah. See, my husband, he's from Nepal. And he came through his dad. But his dad had to work seven years before they would allow him to bring his family. And then they had to work seven more years to become a a naturalized citizen. Like, it was almost like saying, you're going to work and earn this 
citizenship. So I'm thinking that's why they make you guys citizens of the United States is because you worked for it. Um, and God I, bless you. I know <laughs> that when um, I became a citizen in 1985, mm-hmm. and um, my parents brought us over here. I was about 15 months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was back in 1955. I'm 60. I'll be 63 soon. But yeah. um, I just was a uh, resident alien, or what do they, uh, what do they call us? Um, yeah, yeah, resident alien. When you resident alien. Yeah. No, permanent. No, no, no. We no, we were called permanent resident. Residents, and um, and then I decided in 1985 that I wanted to vote and I wanted to be able to, well, I actually started the process before that, but I missed the voting date. But um, that's when I first started the process of becoming a citizen. And it really wasn't difficult except that I remember when we went down to the city hall and I had to, you know, go, we went through the ceremony and I had to take an oath and everything. But before you had to do that, they, um, you know, there there were a lot of people in the room uh, from other countries, and most of them had a very difficult time um, speaking English. And they mm-hmm. were asking them simple questions like, you know, how many states were, how many colonies were there, and just really simple questions. And when it came my turn, because I, I speak like I lived in here all of my life, because I actually did, and mm-hmm. they assumed that I was, you know, well, anyway, they asked me to name the first ten amendments. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and, and I said, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> but anyway, he was kidding. So I, I've been working. Um, I started working as a teenager, and I got a full-time job when I was. I guess I would have been in 1970. So I've been working for a while. So. Um, Anyhow, so I, 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 I do or I do not have to have this authenticated? Yeah, you want to get it authenticated, ma'am. Go get yourself no, no, a copy no. authenticated. No. Yeah, she's going to work she, around with her original, she, and she shouldn't. Hey, lady, you're, you didn't listen to me. To get an authenticated of certification of naturalization, you have to go to the immigration office, yes, set I an know. appointment got, online, and do you. it. I got those instructions already, but my question really has to do with once I have it authenticated, um, then I file it with the uh, land records. Is that correct? I don't know. No, what I uh, what I was saying was you should call call your consulate or immigration. You too, sir. You you should ask them. I want to know. Um, you know, am I? It says here I'm a citizen of the United States, right? Well, I need to know what rights do I have as a citizen of the United States. Is it different from those who are U.S. citizens? Know what rights you have. You might have more rights than you can imagine and don't even know, and you're not using those rights. Okay, are you... Yeah. I I think I'm having a confusion here. Um, are you saying that there is there's your uh, a United States citizen or a citizen of the United States are two different offices? Yes, U.S. citizens means that we were taken as babies. They stole our footprints and our mother's fingerprints. They threw us into a corporation. 
That means that civilly we are dead. They gave our parents a death certificate for us. That's what we're going through. We figured this out. And those of you coming in, I think they won't do that to you because your countries are a different religion, a different culture, but they wouldn't um, do that to you. That's why they're calling you citizens of the United States. You know, it's serious to say that because I... um I read somewhere recently that Canada is actually a corporation that's listed as part of the United States. It's it's under their umbrella. Mm-hmm. It is. But you uh, you are lucky because you were probably born at a time, you know, where things were different and. When you're coming into this country, you know how you got your citizenship or whatnot, but you guys are different because you had to do things to become a citizen. It just it, They didn't just grant you that citizenship, okay? And you are probably, and I would love for both of you to find out because that helps us to understand what, you know, that you are different and we can help other people who have been naturalized and they don't know what their rights are. Yeah. See, what I'm interested or thought I was interested in doing, and maybe I'm wrong about uh, thinking that I need to do this, is to capture the, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, to take control of that corporate fiction. Because on my certificate of naturalization here, uh, my name is, I signed it lowercase, you know, in cap, mm-hmm. but it's printed on here in 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 the full block letters, right? As a corporate fiction. Mm-hmm. So somewhere along the line, there's it, you know, there's a corporate fiction which is a decedent, right? Yeah, and well, that's why I'm saying that you want to ask the um, immigration because like this other gentleman here that's talking to you he, he's going to try to change his name too you don't you know you do not want to walk around with a paper that says you're naturalized but then you're a corporate fiction because these people do all kinds of dirty tricks to everybody it's not just you uh us they did it another way for you guys probably and um we've got to correct our standing and then i tell people okay you don't have a bible you might be from another country you know, you guys have a different religion, different culture. Great. That doesn't matter. What matters is is that you keep a family tree. And if you don't have a family anymore, because a lot of countries, we lose our families, okay? Yeah. Like my husband's country, he, he doesn't have a mom or, or anything like that anymore. They died when they were young because some countries are very impoverished. You right. start the family tree. Because that's the whole idea. They try to cut you. They're cutting off the branches of the tree of life, which is your descendants and future. I wanted to see if the guy is still on here that was going to go get something to read to us. Uh, Hold on one second. Don't mind. Uh, Lady lady from Canada? Yes. Just so you know, look up the Articles of Confederation. Okay. Article 11 reads, and I quote, Canada acceding to, the, to this confederation and joining in the measures 
of the United States shall be admitted unto and entitled to all identities of this union. But no other colony shall be admitted unto the same, unless such admission shall be agreed to by the nine sta- by, by nine states. So yes, under the Articles of Confederation, you are under the umbrella of the United States. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's curious that we're not encumbered, though, the way someone who is born in the United States is. Yeah, well, because, you know, uh, what happened is, is that we're encumbered because they took all the land, then they took all the gold, right? and then they took all the people, okay? That's how they did it in three different stages. The land, the gold and silver, and then they took all the people and threw us into the corporation. And they claim it's because they were trying to protect us. But then again, they they were trying to protect us. And yet they won't tell us how to get out of it or when you're trying to do it. They try to um, act like they don't know what you're talking about. We, we know. And when you talk to them, people, yeah. you better know what you're talking about. You know, uh, I'm, I'm talking about the U.S. citizens because... They will test your knowledge. You know what they're playing? They're playing that game like they're acting like um, we're going to be naturalized or something. Well, you know, it's it's funny. We're uh, what started my education process here with all of this um, is we we're going through foreclosure, and um, I and I started you know digging in to try to find out how because we couldn't afford a lawyer. And how do how do we do this and so on and so forth? Has it started so, now? Pardon me. How long ago? Seventeen months is uh, well. Actually, it'll be we were served in July of 2014. Mm-hmm. And so, well, um, through this whole process, the reason I am so uh, intense about getting this status change done or whatever it's called mm-hmm. is because um, I understand that they have declared us to be civilly dead mm-hmm. and that's the only way that they can work with our estates and steal them because apparently mm-hmm. they can't do business with a living person somehow. Yeah, I, so go do your DBA. Yeah, so that's Unincorporated. what I'm doing with the DBA with, with Chicago. It's very hard because they just, you know, I tried to do it online. I guess maybe I should just print it out and go downtown and Mm-hmm. try to do it there but what do I tell them um you know because they say you know you if you if you're if you're doing business in your own name you don't have to register yeah well, that's what they say but it's not listen where you're in Chicago yeah are you on legal deception I am that's what, what is your name on legal deception Liz Combs okay look um, look for me on there, Nelly de Torres Santiago. Yeah, I, I see you here. Because I've, I've, I want to, what I want to do is go look up your information later for Chicago. Okay. Okay, because we did a DBA in Florida, and we put it to use in Chicago. And when you want, I want you want to talk about police officers running away from my kid. She had one registered over there from Florida to Chicago, and when they pulled her over, 
the same thing happens like here now. The police were just running away saying, get away from her. Don't touch her. I'm going to find out um, if you can. I'm going to go look at your DBA stuff. Okay. Well, uh, so you I can get, get it done. I, I couldn't get it through because they would not. They kept saying that my uh, I needed an, uh, the business needed an address and uh, an owner's name. And even though those fields were filled out, it wouldn't accept it. Did they tell you why? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, it's, it kept saying you have to have a name and, and an address in there. And yeah, your name. Your name is the business name. No, and I had it in there, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't allow me, it wouldn't create the document. Oh, wait, let me ask you something. Did yeah. you, um, where were you filing this at, your local county or with the state? It was, uh, well, I did it online at the Cook County Recorder, not the Recorder, whatever, the, the, I went to the link. Online and Cook um, County. It's in Cook County, yes. Assuming. All right. Well, you know what? Get with me tomorrow online. I'll help you. I'll call them. I'll call them up with you. Oh gosh, I owe you my life. Thank you. You know why? Because you've got to get your standing before they take your house, and then you go and you file that in the court, and that might like I told three people to do this, and this week they called me and it said it terminated that foreclosure. You know, I've got to get, yeah, you're right. I've got to get my husband done, too. He's, um, I think I'm going to have to have his birth certificate authenticated, though, because he was born here. They don't need a birth certificate, though, to do that, but um, is the house in his name, too? Yes. Okay, so you both have to do a DBA. Right. Um, And then you turn them in and you tell them, we now enter with standing and we require the protection of this county, you know, so that my home isn't taken. Oh, this is And, you know, you're going to ask for something like, um, you're going to do a counter, you're going to do a cross complaint, like a counter complaint stating, we now enter with standing. I am requiring the protection of this county to... Um, and I, and it is my wish that you grant me lifetime occupancy. Okay. Okay. That sounds terrific. I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, I just sent you a friend request, so I'll send you. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that way tomorrow we can work on that. I, and that's all I'm going to do for, for this week because I'm working on my, um, my name change stuff. And I've got to change like thirty people's names in my family, so <laughs> it's, hey, and you're talking about maybe five thousand dollars worth of changes there, so um but it, there was a guy on here, he said he was gonna read something to us about the birth certificate or something. Is he still here? Yes, I'm here. Um Can you talk louder? Because we could barely hear you. I'm sorry, yes. I'm here, but I wanted to ask you, could you repost? I think you posted an example of the DBA for Florida on the post one time for Facebook. Did you? You want me to post the the application for the DBA of Florida? Yeah. Did you do that already? No, it's online. Oh, you want me to give you the link to it? Like, I want to see if there's one for the county. What county are you in? I'm in Dade, Florida. Oh, Miami-Dade? Yeah, Dade County. 
Okay, I'm gonna go look for it for you because I need like I need like 15 from Dade County anyway. So I have enough grandkids. There. Listen, I have my own army. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's in Dade County tomorrow, I'll post the link. I'll go on there later and post the link to um uh to see if you can do the DBA County, but we. We actually did ours with the Secretary of State, and then we came to Texas and we put it into a roll over here. We logged it into the county and they accepted it. And boom, the police just said, "Bye, con Dios." But we did one here too, just to secure ourselves. But as soon as they saw it, they run away. I mean, like they can't touch you. And then. Um, I want that guy to come on because he's going to read something, and I want to give him the courtesy of um, reading what he was going to read to us. Okay. The article. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? It was in reference. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Hello. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now a little bit better. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was in reference to um, the the name the change of name, and um, I think. In one of your episodes, like episode 50, the, your guest was saying to go to family probate court. Okay, yeah. that's where I went. Um, first, I went looking in probate court in the county, which is the original courthouse. Mm-hmm. She sent me to family court. Yeah. Now, when I went to the tailor, I put um as an adult, but I was basically telling him that I wanted to change my son and my daughter's name also. Okay. Yeah. He gave me what they call an index of forms. And this was in, it says, in the circuit court of the 11th Judicial yeah. in and for Miami-Dade County Family Division. Right. Henry, petitioner and the respondent, has a case number. Then it says, number three, index of forms. Now, she was telling me to go online. You could go to www. FloridaCourts.org. Mm-hmm. Look on the family law forms mm-hmm. and it's self-help forms, and then you look for name change. Yeah. Now, you were saying that you had to do it for each individual, but basically what he was telling me, just file it, look for the forms on the family. Yeah, you can. That's right, because I used to be up there. I used to work for the 11th Judicial. Okay, so basically it was like seven under the index of forms. I guess this is what you need to change your name, and that was it was in reference to me reading your um the PDF you put up about the jubilee. Basically, all these courts are basically supposed to accept your repentance, and the, she's told me I have to get these. Like one, two, three, four things, and she said I can go online and just download the sheet, the forms, and fill yeah. them out. The first one was petition for change of name, mm-hmm. silver cover sheet, and notice of hearing, final hearing, mm-hmm. final judgment granting change of name. Mm-hmm. All right, from you download those four. You yeah, and then you fill them out, and then the judge will will um give you the hearing, she's going to say, why do you want to change your children's name if it's already correct on the paper? Say, no, ma'am, my children's name is an incorrect grammar, 
And you can also bring in the Capitus Dominus Maximus from the, um, it's in the law, it's in the Bouvier's. Or you can get the Canadian definition. But either way, you just tell her their names are not in the proper grammatical format and I need to give my children a nationality. Yeah. And you wow. tell her that and um, you, you need to do yours too because, see, now the government will never, never be able to take your children. The only way they'll be able to take them is if you killed one of them and then they have so that would make it criminal like murder or you did some visible harm that's the only way they'll be able to come in now you're master of your children so yeah you download those forms and and those are the correct forms Hello? they'll do it for you right uh, you're right cuz i used to work at that at that court <laughs> I used to work at the headquarters over there in um, Flagler. So that's the petition for change of name. Yeah, the petition for the name change, yeah. Silver cover sheet. Mm-hmm. Notice the hearing, final hearing. Mm-hmm. Final judgment granting change of name. Yep. You fill out those forms and you submit them to them and the judge is going to... And they'll give you a decree in the end. The final judgment is a decree. Right. And yeah. then when you get that decree, you should make a family trust. I mean, if you don't know how to make a trust, you know, go to Denny. Denny can help you do the trust. Yeah, I mean, cool. he charges you for it, but he can help you build your trust. But you need to put you need to take then when they change the name, you got to put like an announcement in the paper you know, saying that you did a name change and, you, the, you know, you could just say the arrival of and you put your children's name, father, mother, you know, in their in their upper lowercase name. You've got to do like a birth announcement. But you can just say um, announcing the arrival of, you know, my children and you just put their names on there. Um, look for, you know, if you guys don't know how to write something, go online some people write some really wonderful birth announcements. Look for them online and, and try to copy what they've written because you got to announce that those children as your children. Secondly, you got to do a deed of acknowledgement and acceptance. When you get those decrees, you got to accept them and you have to write that on there deed of acknowledgement and acceptance. Because now the judge has given you those names for your children that you picked for them. You told her to change it to this, and that means you name them now. And you put them in their upper lower case, and then you got to do one for yourself. That'll be your decree. The judge has given you rights now to have your own name, your wife, whoever you have to do it for. But you got to do a deed of acknowledgement and acceptance. And then the third thing you got to do is um, convey that. To you, you got to do a deed of conveyance, meaning that decree, you are now conveying that to you because those are that's what they're talking about when they say, oh, indeed, you haven't done anything. You don't have any deeds to prove. And then you take your decrees, now you've got your name changes, and you file it with the county and you tell them, I need you to file this as a merger 
to the birth certificate in the county of their birth. When you do that merger, that's what's supposed to collapse the trust because now you've got your proper name and you've got your all-capital name. See, the all-capital name is what gives you your interest, your compounded interest, your rights. But the problem is, is that when it's all capitulated and you're just using it like that, it gives somebody else all of your earnings. Can you... What... Mm-hmm. You know, I could tell you, I know it's very costly sometimes, people, but guess what? You're paying the fee. You're paying the fee to be who you are supposed to be. We've got to stop this endless cycle of slavery. Yeah. We've got to stop it. And you know what? It may cost you. Look, it's going to cost me well over 5000 Well over because i got to do 17 grandchildren, six children, and I have to battle my own children because they don't believe me. So, you know, i got to battle and convince them and show them by doing my own this month. My other kid's doing her. She's in her 30s. I have older children. We've got to stop this cycle and convince our children right. that, we, you know, do you want to be a slave? They'll laugh at you. We're not slaves. Uh-huh. I said, you're civilly dead. They don't understand that. You know, I wanted to say something, though, when you were t- talking about how much this is going to cost. Really, there's a difference between cost and price. The price of this is, in your case, over $5,000. But yeah. the cost to you for not doing that is incalculable. That's right. Oh, That's right, because then when you die, you'll get a story like what I got. Um, we don't have any record of you being married. Uh, they told my daughter, oh, it was just like your father never existed. Wow. And I was married to the man. And when he died, they said I didn't have a husband and that my daughter didn't have a father. And they wouldn't even give me his death certificate. <gasps> so can you imagine? That's why I'm telling you guys. We are in the stages right now in America where we think that we're going to continue doing this. Well, when you pass away... These people are coming up with these stories like you never existed. I know that my ex-husband, I say ex because he's passed away, he left He left an estate to my daughter. He even told me a million times, when I die, don't forget, I left everything to her. Everything. This was a man who made a, he was a money-making machine. So do you think I don't know that they're trying to steal it? They're trying to act like my kid doesn't have a father. And I said, wait a minute, I was married to that man. Uh, he doesn't exist in our book. This is Social Security. So who have they been paying? Well, in my case, my husband's been collecting Social mm-hmm. Security. So, but, um, no, I, I see, you know, it's, 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 this is the stinkiest onion, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Well, like, how about the um, father of my child, my ex-husband? He didn't even get Social Security. He died at 55. Wow. And he imagine all the money he had saved, and they're talking about he never existed. I'm thinking, wow, this man made, well, sometimes he would make up to 500000 a year, and you're going to tell me that this man didn't exist? This is the Wizard of Oz, isn't it? This government is so, they're just a bunch of corporate thieves and corporate pirates. And then they try to tell us that we're the bad ones. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm really excited to have met you and talked to you tonight. Um, I think it's the grace of God that led me to that post about this call. Um, Yeah. I can't wait to see the look on their face when we, when we do this because we haven't had our first hearing yet. Good. That's good so, because you know what? If you haven't had your first hearing yet, well, now you're going to put in a cross complaint, counter complaint, and um, counter complaint. That means you're going to come in now as the woman and the man after you do your DBA. And you're going to file that in the records, and you're going to, you know, I, I told you, you're just going to write some simple little words on that paper, and I'm hoping it's going to work for you, too, because I've got three people that have done it and said, geez, I went into court. They said, case was dismissed. They said they were shaking in their boots, because some of these attorneys were ready for summary judgment, and um, the judge says, nope. Not today, it's dismissed. The people are baffled. What? It's dismissed? Yes, it's dismissed. Case is dismissed. I mean, attorneys fuming mad because the people are figuring out how to stop them. Oh, I got to tell you, this is so funny you would say this. This is, oh, this conversation, I can't believe how it's going. When I had gone, we had a court date on the 1st to, Mm -hmm. because the opposing attorney filed a motion to strike our answer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I have kind of learned a little bit about this whole thing, and I'm still a newbie at it. But I walked up the, you know, she called the case, and the attorney was rushing me to come board ship, and so I did. And uh, she said, "Are you Elizabeth Combs?" And I said, "I'm Liz." Mm-hmm. And she looked down at the papers again, and she said, are you Elizabeth Combs? Mm-hmm. And I looked at her, and I said, well, I'm the beneficiary of that living estate trust. Mm-hmm. And she didn't say a word. I mean, if there was something <laughs> wrong with that, if there would have been something wrong with that, don't you think she would have said, what are you, young lady, are you, you know, she would have said something to me. And then the attorney, the smarmy little Frazzle, frazzle. Mm-hmm. Said very in a snarky manner. Well, I don't know anything about a living trust, and I physically turned and faced him, and I said, "Well, we all have one." Mm-hmm. And not a word was said. And immediately, the judge turned it and said she was going to give me another chance. Now, this is 17 months after the fact. Another mm-hmm. chance. To file an appearance, only ghosts appear, right? Mm-hmm. And 
answer. So I'm I'm I was angsting over all of this and praying over it all and um I I'm glad we I got on this call because He said he's given you another chance to file an appearance. Yes. Cool. That means you're gonna go in with <laughs> your new name and you know yeah. what? To go you in. told him. You told him right there, I'm Liz, right? Right. They I can't take your name that. because that's they won't accept it in and for considering did you see how the judge couldn't move forward? <laughs> that's amazing. And and I you know um but no, when I go back in, I'm not gonna file an appearance. I'm gonna go in I'm gonna tell them. No, you got, you, no, you do. You gotta go in. Listen, you gotta go in, but you're gonna file um uh entry of special visitation. You're not going in there, you're not a ghost. Right, no, that's what I said. I'm gonna go in by special invitation. I was you know, I'm yeah. making a special uh um visitation by invitation or something like that. I I I I can't remember what I wrote down, but mm-hmm. uh, this is amazing. You know, yeah. Is this, now, isn't this Dorothy clicking her heels? Yes, because you're telling them you're only your first name, which is your given name, and that's how we file. When we do cross complaints, I don't care that I have a DBA. I'm going to put it in the record here because it separates you from the um, name. And you say, I, and you put your name in there, and you use first name only, and I, your husband's name, first name only. Yeah. That will really kill a case because um, they don't have no control. And and secondly, you come in with your lowercase name, and that knocks it out of the ballpark because they can, they have no control over lowercase names. And And when we sign... When you sign, you must sign in lowercase. Now, you know, we did. I did go before that judge one other time, but it wasn't a hearing. It was in mm-hmm. response to a, a, a notice of motion that the attorney was being changed again for the fourth time. Mm-hmm. And I went up there, and um, she asked. at that time she asked me if I was Elizabeth Combs, and I said, I'm known as Liz of the Combs family. Mm-hmm. And so I would never acknowledge. I don't want to be trustee. Um, hey, listen, you're doing good. You're doing. <laughs> let me let me throw something. Let me throw something out here. Uh, we want to change that. You you are Liz of the clone a clone bloodline. Hello. Okay. Because uh, the the family. Okay. We we think they hijacked that. Well, family means house of slaves, but yes. <laughs> so we want to use start using the bloodline. Okay. Or or wait a minute, wait a minute. But then again, you might be able to say house of Combs, but you could say the bloodline. But you know what? The best thing to say is just your first name. My daughter does that in court. She says, "My name is Tina." Do you take my name in and for consideration to the judge? No, I don't. My name is Tina. Will you accept my name in and for consideration? He goes like this. He shakes his head. Nope. That's and awesome. then I'm telling you, it was like, okay, well, we're going to – she's got trial coming up. i got to go file a paper right now, an entry of special visitation. going to give them the DBA and tell them – 
when you send me a notice accepting my invitation, uh, my special visitation, uh, we, you know, and I'm going to tell them this um, request for a trial is, is um, dishonored. I dishonor your request. And you got to tell them why. Because these documents are defective. And that's what we're going to write on your paper. We dishonor any request unless it's by special visitation. These documents are defective. And you write one name only. One name because, see, they can't handle that one name thing. You're giving them your given name. Nobody walks around saying their entire name. Right. That's right. Now, you can sign your name backwards. Or you can sign your name, one name only, and it just throws them off. But it has to be in lowercase because they don't have no rule of law for the lowercase name. This is all witchcraft. you know it? Yep. It's all witchcraft. But you know what? It's their little priest craft that they're running on us here. So we, when we go do something and it looks really weird... It's because we have to write our papers so weird to not be inside their realm. Remember like Glenda the Witch, she's in her own perfect little bubble? Because you have to make your own style, people. This is a very, very wonderful call. I'm so glad that I was able to... To see it, because, you know, I'll tell you, even tonight I was angsting over all of this, and what do I do, what do I do, what do I do, because I'm hearing do this from this person and do that from that person. But I know mm-hmm. that the CBA is powerful. It's yeah, just, it uh, is, and, and you're going to get it. Don't worry, because I, I'm just thinking, you know, that a lot of people, you know, this is new, number one. This is new. Number two, a lot of people have been battling these foreclosures. And this is like something I said, you want to throw a monkey wrench in here? You know, like I was late. I was supposed to go to court. I had done my estoppel, but it was in another state, so I didn't get there on time. And the judge had to. Now, mind you, I was already foreclosed. My house was already up for sale. And I did this. I stopped it after all of that. The judge only needed to see me because I had done my papers really weird. And he was like, well, she's not here. I'll have to proceed with the attorney. Because, see, when you start filing your papers in your first name only or whatever, and you're a civilian, I'm not, no, you can't marshal me in here to do whatever you're going to do. The judge will start respecting you. As a matter of fact, they'll try to protect you from them taking your house because now you have standing. A lot of people, unfortunately, don't want to. I know people that have a DBA and went through sheer murder going through their whole entire uh, foreclosure process and would not submit the DBA. Why? I'm like, because I don't have no idea. (laughs) They will, you know, if you want to make an excuse why you didn't put in your DBA, well, then serves you right if you're going to be put out because, listen, You have to throw everything at them, including the kitchen sink. 
And you did really well when you told them, I'm Liz. And they all stand silent and say, well, I'm Liz. Oh, I was Remember this. The attorney outside in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because, you know, when he said I didn't, uh, that he doesn't know anything about a trust. So when we were out in the hallway, I very innocently, and, and it truly was innocent, because I was stunned to hear him say he didn't know anything about a trust. Mm-hmm. I said to him, I said, I, I, you don't, you've never heard of a jurisdictional name? And he got real, oh, did he, oh, the fangs came out. And he said, you know, he said some very uncharitable things. And I mm-hmm. told him, I said, well, that's very unkind. And he said, well, let me give you a hint. He said, you never insult somebody who's trying to help you. Now, first of all, mm-hmm. I did not fall off the turnip truck yesterday. Um, you're not trying to help me. You are just letting me think you're helping me. Mm-hmm. Second of all, and I told him, I said, well, I just asked you. I said, I wasn't being, I wasn't insulting you. I said that I wouldn't have said what I said except for what you said at the in front of the judge. Mm-hmm. So, right, yeah. You should tell him, let me ask you a question, sir. And what did you, what were you trying to do when you told me is my name Liz so-and-so? What were you trying to do, sir? Say that I'm using the legal fiction that really you have control over, sir? Say because that's the truth. But you know what? If you have an, you have an attorney, is that? No, I'm doing this pro se. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, not pro se. Pro per. Pro per. I'm sorry. Yeah, no pro se. Pro se means pro se in rem, which means you're an object. I'm, I'm using okay. the pro per form. Yeah, yeah. like what they asked you, are you here pro se? I remember the judge asked one time on the phone, are you here pro I I said, excuse me, pro se? Pro se in realm? I'm not an object or an animal. That poor beloved judge, he must have, he must have probably had to have a, what do you call that? Um, <laughs> a little machine that they put on your heart. A pacemaker? Yeah, because he was, he retired. I remember the day he retired, he called my phone, you know, the judicial assistant. And I missed the call, and the judge actually had him call me to tell me that that was his last day on the job and that he was retiring, and for me to be very careful because a new judge was coming in. Imagine that the judge doesn't have compassion for us moving our home, that if you come in with the right status, they will call your phone to tell you if a new judge is coming in. They'll have the judicial assistant call you. I never went into court. I was, The judge, when I was going to court and I was in Texas, and I told the judge that I was sick, I had an operation, he granted me permission to do all of my hearings by phone. And wow. um, Yeah, on speakerphone. And I remember the attorneys would come in. He would say, well, she's not here, so can we get our... He goes, she is here. And they would stay quiet. They're thinking, where is she? I go, hello, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm not talking to you from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> hello. I should say, this is the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Antium. Oh, Antium. 
if you're sick and you can't go to court or you have an operation or you're an elderly and you can't travel or you have a heart problem, whatever, all you guys have to do is go to the court administrator, ask for the ADA court administrator, and you tell them that you would like to have an ADA accommodation. And they're going to say, well, what is your illness? Bring me some doctor's papers. They're never going to show it to the judge, and they're never going to show it to the court. That administrator will grant you access. They can show it to the judge if he wants to know what it is, though. But he will never mention it in court. He's just going to say, this person is now appearing by telephone or by mail. Everything's going to be corresponded. As long as it doesn't cost the court to accommodate you, the administrator is the one who's going to grant you the access. You know, I was talking to the administrator once. She goes, the judge doesn't determine that. We do. We are the ADA specialists. If, they, if you can't come in, and I gave him my papers one time. I had the operation. Yep, the ju- you know, I showed it to the judge. He said, fine, all of your rest of your handling shall be done by phone. Now, what happened? Judge retires. He has the judicial assistant call me and say, beware, a new judge is coming in. They respect you. But if you're going to go in there and fight them and you don't have standing, you don't know what's happening. Um, I pulled up a law the other day that said, Lisi, a person using a title without knowledge that the title has an owner, such as a stockholder. And I'm get it? Stockholder because you're classified as stock? Yep. And then it says, um, you know, even though you don't know, the penalty for that was a year in prison and or a $2,500 fine. Yeah. Oh, wow. So what are the courts doing? They don't want you to know that you're leasing that name. So what do they do? You get an automatic default. They try to put you in dishonor. You know, um, I think uh, Connie put up a PDF about how to uh, respond to a court summons and how to, uh, like, you tell them that you accept it with honor and you pay the bill, you accept it without honor, you know, unless, you know with a condition. Uh, and the third one was to accept it in dishonor. But you have to write the words honor and dishonor because when you don't, you're in dishonor. Okay. So go online. I I posted it on my wall, but I think uh, Connie posted it in Legal Deception on how to answer a summons. Uh, Is it in the file section? No, she actually posted a link to it. I'll post it again tonight. I'll go back and get it off my wall and post it back on Legal Deception because she's saying that when you call the judge your honor is because he wants you to be in dishonor. And, you know, it's not really the judge anyways. Your opponent is the man standing on the other side of the room, which is the prosecutor. Yes. So. Who wants all the good booty. Yeah, and and another thing, too, like when they're trying to take your kids and you haven't done anything yet and you get this uh, paper in the mail, you know, you, you write it back and say your, um, your uh, charges 
are uh, not accepted. They have been dishonored. But I, I don't want to say exactly how it is. It's on the paper. You have to dishonor their each time that they send you something, and they and it's this number three. They have to do it three times before they let it go. And you'll think it's not true. Three times we went to the notary at the courthouse. Nope, I'm not going to notarize that paper with your name backwards. Nope, we're not going to. And then the third time we were like, all right, we'll go find us a notary that will work with us. Then the notary saw we were leaving. She comes in and says, all right, I'll do it. I'm like, holy cow, it always works on the third try. So when you're rejected, people, if you're rejected, go three times. Three times, and three is a magic number. You'll see that and with time. You start marking things that happen after the third try. You'll see that, um, you know, and somebody was telling me about their court case one day, just talking to me about their court case, and the judge said to the um, other opponent, has this been the third time yet? I think so. Okay, well, no, we're not going to grant your request. Because you have three tries to stop them. And if you don't do it, they win. Okay, so, but but the DBA is supposed to take care of it. Is that correct? I'm not going to say it will, but you, you've only been to court once, right? Yes. Okay, you got, this is going to be try number two. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm thinking, I'm not going to promise you, I can't promise you, I'm not a lawyer, but based on my clerical knowledge, what we're doing here is going to be a hell of a good shot. Well, if it's... Yeah, I don't want to say, oh, it's going to work like magic. I've already gotten three people to do this, and their cases are gone. And these are in different states, too. No, I'm in the belly of the beast. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you are, because I'm I, I'm your neighbor next door from Chicago. Yeah. What part of Indiana do you are you from? You don't have to tell me. Hammond. Back. I was from Hammond, oh, Indiana. Well, real close. Well, you know what? But I was born in East Chicago, so I know where the valley of the beast is. Trust me. Yeah, I'm sure you do. What? What? <laughs> you know what's weird about Chicago now? Let me tell you when. When my kid went to do her DBA in Chicago, this is the craziest thing. The municipal court was across the street from the state office, right? Yeah. Um, and she, she's talking to the municipal court, uh, the county, I'm sorry, the county. And, and she says, um, I want to do a DBA. Uh, yeah, we can do a DBA here if you want to. Um, and she says, okay, and they tell her the pricing of it or the cost. Then she goes across the street, which is the Secretary of State's office, right across the street from this county. She says, oh, I'm going to do a DBA. How much is it going to cost here? He's saying the price. And she said, well, across the street, they said it's going to be this price. He goes, that's county. He goes, why do you want the county when you can have us? She goes, well, what's the difference? He goes, when you do it with us, it covers all the counties. She goes, are you sure? He goes, yes. He goes, do you want to do a DBA today? And she says, yeah. And she did it. And she filed, he put it on the records. And then after that, none of the police officers would ever bother her again. 
And this was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. So, um, we my daughter, in. one day I'll bring her on the show one day. Um, she's a crazy Puerto Rican. No, I'm just kidding. She's a very powerful girl. And she's, she's uh, in her early 30s. Just turned probably 31. But this girl, when I tell her about the DBAs, she started ordering up DVAs everywhere across the states. And um, the only one we didn't, like when we first came here to Texas, she was traveling like to Africa and stuff. So when she got back, that's when they got her really good. When she first arrived here, they began slamming her with tickets. And um, that's why she had a little bit of trouble when she first got here because the judge was like, why would you want to challenge us if, he says, you don't even have a record. She says, because I'm not that name. That's not me. And I'm not going to start playing. Yeah, she was telling him, that's not me. She says, I've never used that title. And he was like, well, I see you only had like one little incident when you were like 19. She said, yeah, when I didn't know. I don't use that title. So she has to go in with her DBA now, too, because they want to do a trial on her. The judge wouldn't bond her or anything, but. She has to prove herself. And on, now she's on her third try. He's, he brought her in twice and let her go without a bond. And he's saying, okay, we're going to do a trial. Well, I said, now this is your third try. You've got to give them the DBA and come in and say, your documents are dishonored. They're defective because of this. And then you turn in your DBA and say, that's my name. It's, I register. That's my property. And... The attorney won't come after you because he's. What is he going to say? That is that is your name, the one that we called you by. So, anybody have any questions? Yeah, on, on the DBA, the I'm exempt from the fictitious name act because I'm using my full legal name. That goes on the same box with the all caps. Are you Miami? Yes, Florida. Okay. Did you find the Miami Dade one? Yes. Did it say? Does it say on there I'm exempt because I'm using my full legal name? No, that's that's on the Broward. Yeah, that's, that's a Broward. I gotta go look at the Miami Dade one. Um. I don't think Miami Dade. No, Miami Dade doesn't have one. When I went to the county, they said you go to Sundays and get up for the whole of Florida. They, Say what? They say you got to go to sunbiz.org and pull it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what you do is call the Secretary of State. Yeah. I, that's that's where I got mine from, too. I got mine from the Secretary of State with um, Sunbiz. And what we did is we create, we got ours as a fictitious name. And they gave it to us a fictitious name, and then you write your name backwards, the owner's name backwards. And so when we brought it in, you know, the lady was telling me at the appraiser's office after they took my house, she said, um, well, you know, you were supposed to pay the taxes and this and that and anyways. And I said, yeah, but that's my name. How, you know, and how are you using my name? She goes, that's not your name. I go, really? So what is that name on the birth certificate, a slave? She didn't say anything. And I said, what if I can prove to you that that's my name? You know what she says? Prove it to me. 
So I emailed it to her, and that lady had a heart attack. And she hung up on me, and I called the mayor and told them that the lady hung up on me. That mayor made her call me right back. As I told them, I gave her the fictitious name. She said for me to prove to her that that was my name. And she calls me back and says, how can I help you? What is it that you want from me? And I said, you know all that tax money you've been collecting for 18 years? I want a refund. I want a recoupment. She kept saying, I can't help you with that. I said, well, you know what? Go look for your county attorney and have him call me. And he did. And then he told me, um, I saw your papers. Um, if you want your house back, file a claim and we'll give it back to you. I haven't done it yet because I'm here. I would have to go back to Miami and go and do it. And Miami's like hellacious over there. And I might go do it, though, only because I need to – I'll give it to one of my children. I'll, I'll go and transfer the deed over to them or something. Really? I have children that live over there. They could use it. And I already paid almost 20 years into that house as a single mom with struggling, raising six children. Um, yeah, I am going to go back and get that house and leave it to them after – you know what that is? I know what you're going through. You live in your house all your life, and all of a sudden they want to take it off of you. Are we filing, ask me. Huh? Are we filing as an individual or other than an individual? Cousin, how did we file that paper? Which one? The DBA. What do you mean? He's saying that we file as an individual. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, caller from Miami. Yeah. No, are you near Fort? Are you near Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, I have access to it. Yeah. I mean, I, you can go. You can go meet Southern Command. <laughs> okay. The reason I'm asking because um, um, I spoke on the show earlier, and what they did now is they, they charged the name with a 20-plus year warrant. And I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the guy that they allowed me no paperwork to sign. So I bonded out, and I still didn't sign anything. So they okay, not, they gave you a they gave you a twenty year warrant. Yeah, it's a warrant for twenty years for I think probation for a driver with a suspended license. I need to get listen. The go do your DBA. Go do your DBA, right? Then you take it in there, and you and you said you got probation, right? No, no. The, yeah. Okay. Years ago, and then the judge told told me at the time. As soon as I get my license, he's going to take me off probation. Being that mm-hmm. I live in Miami and the charge was in, like, Key West, I went mm-hmm. the same day and took my, got my license straight. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be off probation. They wanted me to come in tomorrow and sign some papers so he could send the judge a letter because evidently they gave me a court date but never gave me no paperwork. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Issued a re issued a warrant. They reissued? Yeah, they arrested me for that warrant 
and I bonded out, but whoever I bonded out with, I never signed anything. Mm-hmm. I never had a saying, okay, come to court or... Let me ask you a question. Wait a minute. When do you got to go back to court? This month. Okay. Go get your DBA done. It's $50. Um, Southern. Get with Southern Command. David Randall on on um, legal deception. Mm-hmm. So you guys can look at that application for Florida Sunbiz so that he can do it right because he's... And he's got to put it for all counties, right? And then when he goes in, say, the reason why, um, I, you know, you could just say this paper's been dishonored because that's not me. And you give him the fictitious name document, and they're going to, now it's not you. I'm telling you, even the fictitious name doc works because we use that. And let me tell you that I had lawyers running away from me left and right talking about don't email me because you're private and um, people can see our email. So what? You took my house in public. You try to humiliate me. When you're humiliating people, you don't care when you do it in the public. So why do I care? I told you I'm private. You still threw me under the bus, so... I was like, so, uh, oh, well, yeah, but we can fix all, listen to this. They, they will try to fix everything with you in the private, too. And so the judge is only there, people, the judge is only there to oversee that the two parties are acting in honor, okay? They don't really care what you guys are fighting about, but if you can work it out outside the courtroom, good. If you can't, and you just file these documents into the courts and say, I believe I have standing here, you know, and here's evidence of my not of that name not being me. You put in uh, your fictitious name doc and you tell them that you are you 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 require that this case be dismissed. That will be um, a very interesting afternoon in Cook County. Yeah, like, like, don't give up, people. You gotta. Here's the most important evidence you can bring in. You can bring in um, proof that the name is not you. That's the first step. You're trying to get out of their jurisdiction, then you gotta prove that that name is not you. And if they test us to uh, and ask us why isn't that us, how do we respond? Well, you just say because, don't you see, I just created my own entity. I created my own business name. You know how, the, like, um, I was telling this one lady one day, you know, you keep saying the name is me. Well, you know what, here, I give you one. I created this one right here. That's me right here, what I create. What you create belongs to you, and what we create belongs to us. But try to get it unincorporated. Because unincorporated means that you're not a corporation. You're not a dead man. You're not, you're, you're not a corpse. So we're going to look for that. But um, sunbiz.org, that's okay because um, they give you the fictitious name. And um, when you give that to them, that also is saying that that's not you. It's a fictitious name. 
Oh, that's right. Bingo. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Yeah, that's what when you give them something to beat what they're saying, they're saying it's you, so they're going to beat the crap out of you for money. And you bring in a paper to the court saying, no, it's not me. See, here's the one I made right here. It says it's a fictitious name, and I created it, and it belongs to me. And if it says you can't own it, well, it doesn't matter. It's registered to you for your use. Uh Now, that's not the same thing as them calling you into court, and you'll say, yes, that's me. No, it's not you. Go in with the real you, the one that you created. Even if it's a name of maybe... Uh, Say it again. Even if it's a name like a sole proprietor. Yeah, sole proprietor. Um, we, my daughter did hers uh, here in Texas, sole proprietor. She didn't have to do. I told her, you know, just use sole proprietor for now until I can figure out what I want to call you. Um, <laughs> but no, what I meant by that was because she doesn't have her private papers. See, if I were to file. I would write private American citizen, and I would say slash American national. Now, you can write that. You can write other private American citizen forward slash American national as other. It's going to ask you name type. Now... In, in my state, I see, I think, that they allow you to do it, um, I guess, unincorporated. Like, say, the name um, Susan Long, unincorporated. Mm-hmm. You could put right. that as business, Susan Long, unincorporated. Well, don't write unincorporated. Don't write no. it in there because, listen, you're not allowed to write that in there when you're using your own name. That's what, right, Southern? Under administrative law, you can't put ink, LLC, or anything, right? No, uh, no. And if you put any of that, you have to be incorporated. Yeah. Right? That That's under the, uh, Section 4 uh, of the Model Business Act. You can't even so you can't for a partnership. Nope. You can't write anything... Of those words, because if you do, that makes you a corporation. And you don't want to be a corporation. Right. That's the LLC, right? Yeah, LLC. um, uh, Any any name that you see in that list, like partnership, uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Corporation, Inc., you're not any of those things. That makes you an entity. Limited life when life. you're unincorporated, it's a whole different animal, people. Unincorporated means you're a natural person. It means that you're a woman or a man and you're using that name. And you registered to use that name. Now you have standing. Because the Florida law says right there, you cannot buy, sell, trade, barter, or do anything dealing in, in business. Unless you do a DBA, and um, then when you do that, now you're no longer. And you know what? You guys may not realize it. When you unincorporate yourself, 
and you do that in your driver's license and stuff, now they'll tell you you're not a U.S. citizen. You're protecting yourself. That's why when the police look us up, they can't see a darn thing because you know what? We're not U.S. citizens somewhere. So I'm hoping that you all got a good lesson again today. Mm-hmm. Um, the and reason I, why I repeat myself a lot is because we get a lot of new different types of listeners on the show that are new. And I'm hoping that by next week we can hear some successes on you guys who have filed. This week I did one DBA, like I said, for my kid. And um, we put that into the record. I'm just going to white out. I'm going to have to... I'm going to try to block out the name, and then I'll upload it to the file. And I'm going to write the file name. is going to be called DVA Unincorporated. So you guys can, um, and you know what? You can even look it up later when you go on. You can go on Texas uh, fictitious name or DBAs, and you can pull up the whole thing because they show it to you. It's, it's on public record. And... Um, then you you know you can see it for yourself. I mean, it's not nothing hidden. You just put it in there, and then they block you out from um, public viewing after that. So you can see this is different. You have to do a double DBA in order to block them from using that name. You know, I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I did the affidavit process with them. You know, they sent us a deed in lieu of foreclosure offer, so mm-hmm. we conditionally accepted it. I mean, this is basic contract law. And uh, they ignored, I sent them six mailings with multiple affidavits in each of them, mm-hmm. and they ignored each and every one of them. And at one point, I sent them a cease and desist uh, Uh affidavit that they are not to use our legal fiction any longer. Uh So is that still, I mean, even though my husband hasn't taken control of his and I'm not sure that I have control over mine yet until we do the CBA. Uh Wait a minute, let me ask you a question. Uh You you responded to them and you told them not um, you... Affidavits of what, though? What kind, like um, season desist or? Well, it was a, um, uh, I, can't, I can't recall the format. I have to look it up. But it was... Okay, well, you know when you answer them, let me tell you what you got to do so you guys can um, hear this, okay? When you're answering them, you have to tell them that their offer is dishonored, dishonored people, and then you tell them why. You, then you write your affidavit of whatever the reason's going to be. But one reason's not going to be that they're using a fictitious name. I'm going to tell you why. Because you're the one using the fictitious name at that moment that belongs to them. You see, by presumption, by automatic default, that's their name. Okay? I, I could sit here and show you why. One day, I guess I'm going to have to sit there and do a video 
I don't like going on videos, though, you know, because I just don't want people coming one day and killing me, you know. But I'm going to have to walk you through. If I ever did a video, I tell you what, you guys would be, not your socks would be knocked off. I'd show you stuff that you wouldn't believe. But, okay, well, I got some... I, you I have, have to, here's have the thing, though, you didn't, you didn't own the name, okay? And you didn't register that name, so you couldn't tell them anything that they're going to listen to you, because at that moment when you responded to them, right, that was their name by default. Actually, they are the registered agents of that name, okay? Even though so, I filed CC huh? one Say it again. I filed a UCC one. Nope, no, can't file no UCCs here, ma'am. What do I do with? Who that are you thing? gonna? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you guys file a UCC one, right? Who are you filing a UCC one against? Yourself. You know, it's a learning process. Okay, so, how about this? Send it. How about this? Let's make it easier. If the name doesn't belong to you, why would you be filing a UCC1 financial statement if the name don't belong to you? Well, I I, I didn't understand that at, at the time. In fact, it was I wasn't the one who filed it. It was filed for me. Someone was. Now, I'm not saying to you in general. I'm just asking the audience here, everybody. You go and you file a UCC1, right? I mean, why would you file a, I want I want you guys to listen to what I'm saying to you, okay? You can't file a UCC-1 against your own estate because you don't have no money, number one. Number two, that's not yours until you have a decree in your hand giving oh, you control oh. over that estate. So what do I do now that it's been filed? Mm, well, you filed it, but, you know, I guess later on you can change it or something, revoke it. Look online to say how to revoke a financial statement. Listen, people, you don't have no money. What money do you have if the United States is bankrupt? Okay. Where did you get money from? You're only getting Federal Reserve notes, which is a promise. How can you lean something that has nothing within? Okay. You're lean, not to you, ma'am. I'm not saying it like to you. I just want the audience no, no. to know. No, you know, it. in general, listen, people, how are you going to lean something that has nothing in it? Your capital name has nothing in it. It's a bond. You've got a warehouse receipt saying that you're their slave. So how can you bond something that's already bonded or saying that I got I got a gazillion dollars and I want to file a UCC one. You don't have anything. It's not in your name. It's not. And when you people learn this, and I'm telling you that that's not your name, number one, you know it's not your name. If you go to court and you say that's not my name, how are you going to go and lean something that has, number one, it don't belong to you. You're going to use the very same name that you just told the judge it doesn't belong to you and lean it. And number three, when did you get this money? Because nobody's been paid yet. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Well, the things you do when you're uh, when you're naive. 
No, well, let me tell you something. I'm not saying I wasn't naive. I never filed a UCC-1, but when I realized that we don't have any money since 1933, if if the United States takes all the land from us, and then they took all the gold and silver and everything of value from us, and then they took us too, last, but not least, they took us, what is there to lean? Air. Okay, it sounds to me like I had better get my uh, my stuff together and uh, rescind that thing before I get to court. Yeah, like you have a lot of money. Let me put it to you that way. You, you are loaded, but guess what? You are not loaded until you get a decree saying that that account has been transferred to you. And after you do that, then we'll talk about how to go in and um, get get what belongs to you. Okay. That's what I'm working on right now is getting what belongs to me. This is what I've been doing all week long is talking to the AG. I talked to the county today and asked Southern Command, who's right here, Southern, didn't I tell you they said the manager would call me back? Yep. They never call me back. I told them, you know what? I'm a private American citizen. I need to set up an account. You're supposed to be paying all those debts. That lady said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, yes, ma'am, you do. This is the CITUS Trust. It's right here in this county. The Sestweek Have I Trust is right here. I need you to set up my account so you can start paying my debts. My manager said he'll call you right back. Well, he didn't. I'm going to call him right back and say, did you not hear what I said yesterday about the Sestweek Have I Trust? I am the private citizen. I will bring you my papers so you can start paying my bills. I'm going to appoint you to pay the bills, but they're so scared right now. I, I'm going to have to go in in person. Um, After talking to that you're lady not supposed at, uh, to be paying those bills. Huh? After talking to that lady at the Department of Motor Vehicle today, I mm-hmm. can believe that she had a heart attack. Did you file a DBA already? Who, me? No, me? Man. No. What is your name? I think Southern. you're from... What? No, not yet. I have not. Oh, okay. I've been too busy doing other things with people. But that's mm-hmm. coming... My name changed and my uh, DBA is coming in next week. Now, you can... Who is that? You, Southern? Yeah. Southern, you have a DBA. I have the state one, but I'm going to do the county one next week. All you got to do is take your state one to the county. Mm-hmm. You don't need to file another one, Southern. Take your state DBA okay. and file it with the county. The okay. one that we did covers all the counties of that state of um, Florida. You don't okay. need to do two of them. That's even better. And do and do me a favor. Do me a favor. Go and convince Gloria to go file her DBA. Are oh, you county. Guys kidding me? No, she won't listen, and they're getting ready to kick her butt out of her house. I'd rather be I'd rather be publicly flogged. Okay, listen to me. <laughs> convince her. Go with her, so she can walk in and say, "I need to file this into my case file, please." This is an entry, uh, I'm requiring an entry by special visitation to require that this court suspend this matter until further notice. 
you know, um, she has one shot left before they come and throw her out. And I, yeah, I feel... I spent 10 days trying to help that lady. And she, she, uh, she, uh, I don't know. Gloria, if you're on here, I'm telling you, you're stupid. Because I have never met a woman that has something in her hands and refuses to take it to the court. You're going to lose a $1.7 million home because you won't turn in your DBA. If I would have known, you could have just handed the DBA to me and I would have taken your home. Amazing. That's that's really so bad, so sad. I should you know say. what? Just do a deed of conveyance and hand me your house and I will write up a bill in equity for the court and extinguish the debt. But she has to give me a deed of conveyance of that house. And then I'll do that. I'll move in and take that house for me. I could use a seven bedroom. Would she file that with the court administrator? Yeah, you file it with the court administrator. You show them that you did a title transfer. You did a DBA and I put in I put in my papers as trust enforcement for an extinguishment. Require, requiring a lifetime occupancy requiring that I will clean up the property and repair its damages. And that's it. I'll move in there and put my seven kids in there with my grandkids and let them live in there for a while. That is something she should consider. I have my DBA. We can stop them from taking that house. But you better hurry up. I found me a $350,000 house over here. Seven bedrooms, four bathrooms, and it's a monster. I'm going to snag it up. And then I'm going to try to work with them on giving it to me uh, on my DBA. Our mortgage, I've got a couple of student loans to take care of. DBA. First DBA and tell them to send you the true bill for each one. You attach a DBA to it and say, uh, this DBA comes with full faith and credit. I require that you um, honor these certificates that have been provided for my protection. Okay. Good you call. Know, people, there's a lot of things you can do. My call today sounded kind of messy because I wanted to talk foreclosures. I wanted to talk DBA, unincorporated DBA. And um, I see, like, Renee, she gets stuff in her background. Like, she does a YouTube in the background. And we just want a picture of the baby. I guess they, they're changing him, so I can't see him. But, um, so big. Well, you know, anybody have any questions or comments before we leave? 
Yeah, I got a quick question. Okay. Oh, actually, I got a comment. Um, I posted up in the um, in the group uh, um, a uh, family record from out the scriptures for mm-hmm. anybody uh, who doesn't have a Bible that has uh, has that in it. It's a PDF if you want. Uh, I can try to see if I can do it in Word because um, hopefully next month we got pretty much all our documentation done, and hopefully next month we'll be trying to get our passports. Mm-hmm. in our spiritual name without any government documents whatsoever. Um, so I don't know how it's going to, I mean, I don't know how all that's going to play out, but, you know, um, we'll see. Um, but anyway, um, I did my Minnesota uh, assumed name, mm-hmm. and what I did um, is I put my Georgia um uh, trade name documentation yeah. in the Minnesota. Um, so what I'm looking to do, wanted to see if I could file it in Lamar County, um, if it would work. Or with Bill? Time out with Bill? Yeah. Okay, you did your DBA with the state, right? No, I did it with Minnesota. And okay. put put my Georgia put my Georgia affidavits in. Yeah. With my Minnesota. Right. So what you do is you do your you do your um you you put in your uh you know, on your, what is that, your uh, DBA from where now? From, well, my assumed from Minnesota, I attach then, my, my affidavit to work. Because, see, Georgia, they want and, uh, almost $200. Yeah. I don't have $200. Okay, so what you do is try to take your Georgia DBA. Uh-huh. And and file it over there. Over at Lamar. Um, I need this on the record for my DBA. Okay. They take it. I I did take it over here in, in Texas. We we made ours in um, Florida, and they they accepted it. I mean, the clerk just took it and typed in the registration number and her name, and she right. says you're all set. Okay. We go back so- a couple of days later. She says, we don't have any file on you. Your files have been sealed. They sealed the files. And um, that's when the officer was like, hey, hey, we told you you don't have any warrants. She said, well, why did you arrest me? The other day you took me hostage. He said, we didn't want to take you hostage. Um, We had to take you in to pay. She said, yeah, but that's not a warrant. You didn't have a warrant to go in my car and grab me by my arm and take me out. And he said, well, we didn't hurt you. We just did it really nicely to sit you in our car. Oh. And she said, um, they said they were acting politely. Yeah, they were nice kidnappers. Yeah. And so they were telling her, did we break something or did we hurt you? And she says, no, but just the fact that you grabbed me and you didn't put me in jail, 
you took me over here to the clerk. He says, well, consider that a free ride. Wow. And um, she asked the clerk, well, I need to see the warrants. She, she looks at the officer. Officer doesn't know what to say. He, he's looking at it real quick, like, pretend that there's a warrant. Pretend that there's a warrant. And she's like, well, show me the warrants. And then I'll pay you. i got to see what it's about. And um, they didn't have it. They wouldn't show it to her. And she says, this is just that you signed a paper for the judge that you promised to pay her. And um, she said, no, I didn't promise her anything. She said, I signed the paper because you were holding me captive without my consent. And she released me. And on my release, she just told me to sign the paper. And so she was like, well, that's what I'm trying to tell you, that you signed a consent and now you have to pay her what you promised. So I told her, listen, just pay the lady. Let's get this out of the way. We've got the EVAs here to, to bring in. And after we paid them, she got the DVA and she just said, listen, we don't ever want to see you again. Vaya con Dios. You're done. Wow. We don't have no business with you. Well, so, I'm def- as soon as I get it, um, I'm def- I am mean, well, I, I have everything. I have it sitting right here. Right now, I just mm-hmm. need the money. And as soon as I can, I'm going to mail this off the bill. But I'm going to share something real quick. Um, when I was locked up a couple of years ago, uh, mm-hmm. there was a young kid that came in. Um, for a stick up, and so mm-hmm. basically, he um, he took a plea deal. So I'm mm-hmm. figuring it was a state, but the the state or the county, because we were in county jail, got mm-hmm. them federal charges. Mm-hmm. And I looked at what the charge was, and it said interference with commerce. But I just want to share this. This is kind of off topic, but. I think it's important because if the feds got these boys, and these boys are facing uh, 20 years mm-hmm. for sticking up a huddle house, mm-hmm. all right? They charged them with this, and there's the code they charged them with, 18 U.S.C., 1951, okay? Interference, mm-hmm. with, interference with commerce by threats, okay? Um, interference of, 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 of commerce by robbery or extortion under Cobbs Act. So mm-hmm. basically, whoever in any way or, or degree obstructs, delays, or affects commerce or the movement of any article or commodity in commerce by robbery or extortion or attempts to, and then it goes off. But um, I, I, I found that very interesting. Because the lady for uh, the foreclosure, because I'm 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 waiting to get my DBAs and, and my name change. My name change should be coming through, hopefully next month. I already sent it to the court um, with status change and all of that. But I'm thinking this could be some uh, some type of way that we could do a file a criminal complaint for those people who are, are fraudulently foreclosing on our our properties. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, interference, yeah. commerce, by threats and extortion. That's what they're doing. They're 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 extorting us and they're robbing us. You know, 
with, with their They colleagues. don't even have their papers together. They don't have chain of command. Yeah. And they're and in, in their transferring of deeds. You go in there and um you do a title search and you'll find out that your house was last held by some dead man. Nobody yeah. else that came after words was lawfully uh on that warranty deed. So you you gotta go in and go in with standing. And then I would turn that warranty deed over and say I acknowledge and accept this warranty deed in and for consideration of the gifts that I gave. And you sign at the bottom of it your acknowledgement and acceptance, and you put that into your trust. You can give it a copy of them to that and mail it to them. Well, I um I definitely want to, um, well, I'm not going to ask you now. I know you're trying to wrap up. But I definitely want to talk to you about the foreclosure thing because I need to I need to try to see what paperwork I need to do to see if I can get my house back as well. Because we forced closed on right. last year. So but we can we can talk mm-hmm. off off uh okay. about that. All right? Yeah. Who is this, G? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> nice to hear from you, buddy. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, and I and, and I got a choice. I got a choice between y'all and my wife. Because Thursday nights is, is usually date night with me and yeah. my wife. So, you know what I mean? I, I I know I needed to hear this call tonight. So, you know, my wife obliged me and let me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, hey, we wives are pretty powerful. We're, we're pretty powerful. Yeah, but so that that's why, you know, basically door date, you know, date night, you know, it's kinda of hard to get over to a Thursday night, you know. And um yeah. because me and my wife watch uh Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and you know you know, what's that go? Oh yeah, well I'm, you mean Grey's Anatomy is on? I gotta go. <laughs> now, that's my favorite watch, show. We watch that, but uh scandal and the rest of that stuff, but you know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, so once once that goes off, I'll be more regular. So I I look at the White House that operates that way. Yeah, and well, I, you know, really funny, and I'm going to share this for those of you who don't know. Uh, Prince died today, uh-huh. and um, basically they had a poster of Prince uh-huh. on Olivia's wall tonight, next to a poster that said. One poster said Dead Poet Society, and then the mm-hmm. other one was on one hand was one 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 poster, and they showed it mm-hmm. very clearly. And I thought that was really strange that and out of all the times that they showed that tonight, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah. this is this is the type of people we're dealing with. These people are manipulative and and all kind of uh, black magic and spells and. And, mm-hmm. so forth. and um, you know, we we have to uh, we have to be wise and 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 study and to, you know show ourselves approved to to get mm-hmm. past all their mumbo jumbo and bullcrap. So, yeah. When they post all that stuff on TV, and mm-hmm. what exactly are they showing you that they're doing to this country? Um, yeah. The TV is actually showing you the future of what's come, and nobody notices it. 
I mean, you had a whole year worth of zombies. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know how these people uh, don't figure it out. Oh, that's my favorite show, The Zombie, The Walking Dead. So, gotcha. Yeah. My you know, only worry is that. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz was so major. When I was a little kid, I really enjoyed it as a child. Sure. And I'm sure there's other movies. 1950s, 1940s, 1960s, that show about things, um, documentaries and stuff of of things that happened in uh, 1900s in America. You know, what was America like before? Like, was it all Indians before? And how did they live here? You don't see very much history on our Indian, our Indian people that live in America. And um, I bet if we asked the right people, they would answer us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the key, getting the right mm-hmm. people to answer us. And to answer us truthfully. <laughs> that and and telling them we need to save uh, America. We have to save them together. Yeah. You know, not destroy things when you can. Uh, he, he didn't say nothing now. People come in here looting and doing all kinds of stuff and but people don't stop each other from destroying their own city. That's not the way to go. Burning down buildings, that was done in, what, late 50s and 60s where when they had, a, like, a protest? Yeah. We need to show that we're more civilized today. We're, we're right. seeing everything, uh, we're seeing this 1960s all over again. Yeah, it looks like it. My friend, I see her, 1960s with a cheerleading outfit. So, anyways, I just hope you guys were all well informed. Well, thank you. Uh, I uh, awful lot tonight. I appreciate all the effort that you uh, put forth to to do this call tonight. I'm mean, even on the phone. Gosh, what three and a half hours or more? Mm-hmm. Really appreciate. Your your work. Uh, and I was talking to you one, tomorrow. One one quick question: the uh, uh-huh. name Doc is that on on the group? And if it is, what is it named? Which Doc? The fish, fictitious name Doc. It's no. It's not on there. Unless Southern put one up there. I thought I heard somebody say something about it. I said I'm going to post you some. I'm going to post you some fictitious name docs and how it had to be filed. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to post it up and probably when I get back up, but you'll have it on your wall tomorrow in the file room. Okay. All right. I like the winner. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Melinda. All righty. Okay, night, night, night. Good night. Uh-huh. Thank you. Good night. 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 Good night.
I did send you a, a private message I wanted to let you know that is there. Okay. I'm going to go and look for it. Okay. Good night. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Until next week. All right. Bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.